With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hey everyone, we're in the Madcap Laughs Room. And uh, Channing's going to perform for us tonight. You going to do a song and dance routine? Channing? Yeah, I'm doing backflips for you. <laughs> oh, good. I, I thought your demons were doing backflips. You, you're doing backflips too? Are you? Oh, it, well, are you, it's like you said earlier, a while back. I mean, this system is designed to, to, to put people in that situation, and I want to be free uh, from that situation as well as many others. You know. Uh-huh. Anyway, this is this is a secret room. I could make it public. Yeah, I, I kind of like what you were saying a while back on the old episode where you were talking about how you were you, you saw you, your, your shield around you when it was red. Well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that because Sandra did. Yeah, well, go figure. I mean, of course it'd be red, right? Covered with the blood. Uh, That's good. I wouldn't make that correlation, but it's possible. I don't think so. Though. Oh. Hmm. Well... Okay, so we talked about Freemasons earlier, and Chuck was asking me a question. Uh, yeah. And well, um, the, question, the question was kind of, uh, do you think these Freemasons and Shriners even talking about are getting together and actually uh, uh, consorting and uh, coming up with plans to uh, uh, take over the world or put their views on people or uh, worshiping Satan? Do you think that's going on in their meetings and stuff, or what do you think they're doing in there? No, I mean, I, I, it's probably the same concept as like Jehovah Witnesses or whatever. They they, they go there and they they're they're under the impression that something good is going down. Meantime, they're they're bringing more into the the religion, more into the enclosed building with no windows and one door, you know. And that's a lot of these Freemason lodges are. I mean, some of them have windows and stuff, but I mean, what how 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 do you explain the 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 ones where uh, people have gone to these Freemason Lodge, I think it's, is it in New York, where you pay like $30,000? you know what I'm talking about? No. No, I haven't heard of that. To, to get... Uh, I'm talking about people that have actually, like, you know, went in with, like, a hidden camera and all that. Okay. You know what's funny? You just said, you know, with, with no windows... King, you know, Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall, they don't, they never have any windows. Isn't that no. weird? That's a fire hazard. Why do they get away with that? I don't, well, they're run by Illuminati, that might help. That's a fire hazard, yeah. One door, I mean, or maybe two, I'm not sure, but a lot of the times I see only one door and no windows. Yeah. Like, it's a weird building. And they're yeah. always very boring looking. Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, that's really a boring religion. There's no supernatural or anything? 
<laughs> I'm serious. There's nothing going on there at all. Wait, how is it? Bo- Wait, don't don't you say they focus a lot on angels? Didn't you say that? With that? No. With that Catholics? No, they don't believe in the supernatural at all. Probably Catholics. Mm. They shun the supernatural. Mm. I think they believe in it, but it just doesn't happen. <laughs> well, they they actually claim if you ever to get if you ever get them down about like the Holy Spirit or God's movement or anything, they'll tell you, and it's written that that's only for the. Uh, the upper uh, the upper chamber their 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 uh, their leaders you know, have access to that but the average people in the Jehovah's Church aren't allowed to they're not worthy only the uh, the 144 could have access which are gone but the uh, the their leaders uh, have access to that but that's it okay that's what it was explained to me yeah that's true they actually you know emphasize that you're on this lower tier but Christianity you try, you try to say everybody's equal. Everybody's right. equal, right? And Jehovah Witnesses will be the first ones to come out. So you know, nobody, uh, you know, how how audacious can you be to think that you're saved? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, <laughs> you can't say that. You don't know that you're saved. You can know That's true. Saved, you know. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's like an arrogant statement to them. Yeah, they think you're being arrogant if you. They actually knock you down if you uh, bring anything like that up. You can't. Yeah, they profess you don't know if you can be saved. you got to wait till the end, you know, to find out what God's going to do. Well, I hate to say that, but um, this is going to sound strange to people, but I, 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 I agree with them part way because I've said in the show that Christians always emphasize initial salvation, and the Bible emphasizes future salvation. It, it talks about both, but the emphasis is on the future. Yeah. Well... But they're trying to get saved like Mormons do good works. Mm-hmm. And actually, most Christians think that way, too. They they will talk about salvation by grace, but they don't actually believe in it because they don't really understand what that term means. Unmerited favor? Can you do that? No, you can't do that. Okay. They're uneducated, you know. Are you still there, Kate? Okay, so, so yeah. you, you, you know, I, w- I, was, I wasn't sure whether or not you were trying to totally um, push, like when we were talking about uh, Russian vids, and he points a lot to, like, free, Freemasons and occasionally uh, the Illuminati, but mostly the Freemasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I, I mean, we both have to, we all have to admit that uh, a lot of truthers, if you will, uh, uh, they do point always to the Illuminati, but never to the Freemasons or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and oh, oh, wait a second! Don't forget, every uh, truth always points to Freemasons, but they never point to, um, you know, uh, what 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 what's the um, what's the girls again? The the, the girls are the um, what's the um. The girl free the Freemasons for the girls. Oh, you're talking about um, the Rainbow Girls. Well, I mean, those are the daughters. You're talking about the uh, Eastern Star. Yeah, Eastern Stars. Yeah. The uh, like it's the Rainbow always girls. just one group is 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 getting called out. It's just like when yeah. when on your show you you try to point to uh, the fact or correct me if I'm wrong about like uh, most most of the presidents and, and most. Most things is controlled by the women, right? 
on a hierarchy. You're talking about the Illuminati? Yeah. Well, that's supposed to be a big secret. Yeah, there's a matriarchy that rules. I used so to there's believe a that. conspiracy theory out there that J- Jacqueline Kennedy killed Kennedy. She was working with the Jesuits. You know? I mean, I don't know. But then I, I tried to t- tell you about the... If the if the Freemasons, if they if they can't be pointed out, and the, the Illuminati always has to be pointed out, where do we really get with that? I mean, when really we're at the ground level as um, alternative people, uh, alternative news people, we're at the ground level when it comes to the, talking about this, that, and the third. And so are these Freemasons. They're at the ground level, too. So I mean, they're they're the ones that should be talked about first versus the, the Illuminati at the higher level because they're the foot soldiers for the Illuminati lower level because they have a a Masonic Child ID chip program called M Chip and every every Christian knows what that is all about the chip mm-hmm. right hand forehead. Well, we don't know if it's the mark of the beast or not, but still, nonetheless, if it's in the right hand and everybody's taking it, whatever, you know, they can build a conclusion. Uh-huh. You know that happened a long time ago in the first century, don't you? A chip? That, that, was, that passage was fulfilled a long time ago. Double fulfillment. Yeah, I do believe it's a double fulfillment, absolutely. So, hmm. Does the church talk about that? I want people to know that. So, Does the I don't church want them talk to... about Ah, uh, no. No, actually, I'm the only person that talks about double fulfillment in the um, book of Revelation. In general, I've found a little bit out there, not not too much. Hmm. Uh, not too much. Hmm. This uh, this room was named after uh, Sid Barrett's first album. He he was the founder of Pink Floyd. So who exactly is the Illuminati? Because I I mean you didn't even we're... listen to me, did you? You, you you're talking you, about you, an album. You, I'm sorry. You didn't, I said. Um, this room is named after the first solo album of Sid Barrett. He was the founder of Pink Floyd. He was he was the head the head guy, and then he blew his brains out like Brian uh, Wilson, the Beach Boys. Brian uh, Wilson survived. He's still alive today. Sid Barrett did not. He ended up living with his mother, shaved his head bald, put on weight. He is completely and utterly unrecognizable. You can uh, go to uh, Google Images and put Sid Barrett and, and take a look at what he looks like. You're going, what? This is Sid Barrett? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, he, he was one of the, possibly the biggest casualty. It's kind of hard to compare because when Brian Wilson was more talented. He was, he was a genius. I was just looking at a video yesterday. Mm-hmm. Brian Wilson is a genius, and um, I'm sure there's people out there that call Sid Barrett a genius, but um, it's not something that's commonly said, you know. 
Ja. Hmm. Oh. You know, Johnny's right about that whole, uh, you know, they want to come down on Oregon eventually. I mean, they already started it with, you know, Will Smith's son um, a, a few years back. Will Smith's son was pushing um, Oregon, he made, how he makes Oregon and stuff before he, you know, decided to change gender roles and stuff. And how they're making, making a different kind of Oregon. It, it, it's a, it's a, basically, it's a hex Oregon that you can buy online, but you got to get it from a reputable source to, to know whether or not it's going to be a hexed organ or not hexed organ, you know, yeah. because you can get hexed organ and what, what mean, cursed? cursed, yeah, cursed organ. Yeah. Um, because you get the bigger version of those things in, in the bucket. And it, it, uh, for some strange reason, it, it attracts helicopters. Oh, yeah. That's because they it don't really like don't. the... You're talking about the chemtrail busters. Right, yeah. Yeah, they don't, that, that sets a stream of ions up in the air, and uh, it creates chaos with the chemtrails and stuff, because it breaks them up. Mm-hmm. They don't like that, you know. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, had a friend, I had a friend who built one, and guess what happened? They sent... Um, I don't, it was either a helicopter or a plane, I don't remember, it was, if it was a plane, it was really obvious, because they, they want you to know, I mean, if you don't know, they want you to you know. They don't do anything, they'll just circle around your house, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. They, do it, they do it the very first day that you put it up, and you read that online, and you go, is that really true, Dave? Yes, it happened to a friend of mine, right. so yes, it is true, yep. They can see it, they have technology. It sets up a big stream, a tower of um, ions. And they, wow. they, can, they can see it. They have an ion radar, is what you're saying. Something like that. Yeah, that, that's not hard to see. It's just, it just detects energy, just like, um, you know, Korean photography. Yeah. It's, it's, it's positive, right spin energy. They can see that stuff. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It's old. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because I wonder about some, some of these kidnappings that. Um, you know, not, not, not the typical ones at like Walmart and stores and stuff like that, but maybe there's kidnappings going on for a long time now where, they're, where the Illuminati is trying to kidnap people that have high um, spirituality and they don't even know it yet. Or maybe they do, or maybe they don't know it yet, you know, because they have, like you were saying, in these helicopters and stuff, they have this ion reader that can detect these, uh, chemtrail busters, and so I'm wondering if they have the same technology that can pick up um, on people that are um, developing spiritual psychic sk- skills, or or just um, in the starter stage. You know, you know what I mean. Those that have higher conscience, in other words, they're, they're we got hey. we got a hey Channing. Yeah. Hey, this is Kate. How you doing? Hey. Hi. Yeah, I was just letting you guys know I'm, I'm probably going to be, uh, I'm going to put you guys on mute, but I just got home, so I'm going to go. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know, those, those cell phone tower things, they're, you, they're, not just, they're not just cell phone towers. They're cell phone tower cactuses. They're cell phone tower trees. They're cell phone tower light poles. They're making the cell phone towers everywhere. 
I thought you had a, a two-hour drive, Cade. Yeah, no, there was actually not that much traffic at all, so. Oh, okay. Well, that was quick. quick. Uh-huh. All right. I mean, me, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm highly sensitive to that stuff. What about you? Okay, man. All right. See you guys. Yeah. Because. Shit, Cade. Hey. Yeah, so if you can't, you said a while back, if you can't feel it, that's not good. If you can't feel the uh, the radiation, if you will, that comes off of the uh, yeah, you got everywhere. energy yeah. blockages probably. Let me call Chris uh, and see if he's around. All right, just talk to Chuck a little bit, okay? I mean, in a way, Chuck, do you, don't you think that's a good thing if your body is adapted to this radiation to where you're you're not sensitive like I am. Uh, if, if you're in that situation, cause this is like, well, you're not going through all that hell that somebody else is EMS sensitive. I don't know. I, uh, not sure. Some people can really be affected by it. That's for sure. So yeah, I don't know if it, uh, I'm not, well, I shouldn't say I'm not really affected by it. It's like some people are just more sensitive to it, I guess, you know? I think we're all affected by it. It just comes down to your sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And um, um, if they crank it up, I can feel it, you know. But uh, right. one of the middle days, I really don't feel it too much. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of it. But when you meditate, do you meditate on, on your your whole body or just your mind? Um, generally, I forget about my body and just my mind. Okay, because the the heart, did you know that there's more there's more blood uh, there's more signals going from the heart to the brain than there is from the brain to the heart. Mm, okay, no. In other words, the heart's way more important than the than the mind in in, in a sense. Because uh, I mean, it's got this. Obviously, I think you know, like we we've got this field around our 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 heart. It protects us. A love, a love field. Uh-huh. It's like, but I mean, it's. I guess it's. It, I guess it's. Um. It's crushed out with all like the EMS and stuff or whatever, and polluted, and weakened. But uh-huh. you can make it stronger by by doing certain things and meditating and. Um, well, yeah, I guess I. Uh, I don't know. I. Uh... As I see in the spiritual, it's, it's, it's a uh, it's a different energy pattern. You're uh, they don't have uh, the spiritual. There's not there's, it's, they don't have the physical abilities that we have down here. So they so say I use my mind. It's uh, kind of leave your body behind, and you kind of have to uh, adapt to that to that that realm. It's uh, as I see it's it's a it's a totally different concept that realm. It's uh, we we're, we're brought up in the world all physicality, physical, solid, solid type thing in the spiritual realm. They don't have the physicality we're talking about. Okay, so uh, it takes a while to get used to it. It's um, um, it's a different form of physicality. It's like an energy, energy beings, energy bodies. It's uh, they have they have different elements. They make the their forms up with, and we have down here. Okay, and. Uh, like, like I'm not an expert of it. I just what I notice. Okay, it's like it's like dreaming. Okay, when you're dreaming, um, especially a, a lucid dream, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, you kind of, you're seeing with a different set of eyes. You're seeing like those energy patterns put together in something that uh, can uh, correlate with uh, what we see in the physical world, all right? Um, mm-hmm. but, but really, there's, there's no physicality there. Uh, I don't know the terminology to use for it. I don't think there's really any, how do you, how would, what kind of term do you put on a spiritual body? You know what I mean? A spiritual body. When you say like a spiritual body, body yeah, we call it like, you know, there's, you know, proteins and this and that, you know what I mean? A, a spiritual body, how do you, you know, I don't think anybody's ever, that I'm aware of anyway, put together, <laughs> what, is spiritual, what is a spiritual body made up of? I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they can bring uh, energy sources together and say, and uh, light energy stuff and make a, uh, um, you know, physicality, but it's a totally different uh Totally different. We're used to so that's why you say when I meditate, I just uh, it's not really meditate. It's, you know, I, I, I don't like calling it meditating because that's kind of a new age term. I really don't do the new age meditating. I just kind of it's kind of like a prayer and kind of drifting off into the prayer and letting your mind go. Okay, that's the best way I can explain it. Now maybe that's uh, I guess you could call that meditating. The, the Bible says meditate on the Lord, meditate on His ways. You know. That's what I was going to get into. Yeah, it says meditate on the Word day and night. Uh, yeah. Now, if the word is sharpened in two, any two-edged, sharpened in two, any two-edged sword, then would, would, that would make the word a, a literal weapon in a spiritual battle, right? Oh yeah, sure. But, yeah. But see that, that again, that uh, our physicality transferring to the spiritual, it almost like you take a concept that we understand down here, and you put it in the spiritual. It's a lot more elevated than just. Uh, love your brother, love your, you know, love your neighbor, all that, things like that. It's like, those are words. Now, putting that in, actually into play, into, uh, into uh, like, like, this word love, okay? Uh, people say they love each other every day, but do they really, uh, do they really understand what love means? Do they really, do they really put that to use, that, that, that spiritual energy behind love to use, okay? Uh, that's where the power comes from, if you know how to actually... Have you ever heard of the, the four... Because uh, it, it was preached just a couple of times when I went to church uh, a few times, where they they talked about in the in the Bible there's four different versions of love, and one of them is agape, which is unconditional love. Three, uh, not four. Three. Okay. <laughs> agape is supposed to be the highest form, and it's a Greek word for unconditional love. Yeah. Now, you, you know, the Illuminati did invented the English language or whatever the case was. So mm-hmm. some people say that love backwards is really evil. That sounds like something from YouTube. Uh-huh. No, but it's, if, you, if you read it backwards, it really is. How, how does that follow? Love, L-O-V-E, E-V-O-L, evil. Does that make sense to you, Chuck? No. Evil love. Just tell me. It's Live backwards. backwards evil. Yeah. <laughs> Live, not love. No. Oh, yeah, no, I just, okay. <laughs> you, you know how some, some of these things equate to, you know, words that aren't you know, exactly 
it's almost like, you know, all the words we have down here, James talks about it being weaponized and stuff, but uh, I never really, okay, let's just take the concept of love, just that word love. I, I, I don't think man really, until you know the Father and you know the love God has for his creation, I, I don't think we really understand what love means. I, I didn't know what the word love meant until I, until I met my father, until I met his ways and saw his love. And then that's, you know, that's how I learned about love, you know, what, what that means. Um, I don't think, you know, down here you're going to have a concept of it. You know, you love your wife, you love this. I love, the, I, I love Doritos, I can say. You know what I mean? See, we just throw that around. Um, people really don't have the concept of love. Now, even like, you know, uh, marriage, a boyfriend, girlfriend, a man, woman, and wife, uh, they, uh, they, they think they know what that means, but that's more just uh, um, physicality and a relationship type thing. Um, the real definition of love, I, I didn't really realize that until I until I, until I, I met the Father's love, you know, God's love. And that, that was the, you know, as they say, it's a spiritual type thing. You have to learn his ways and stuff. And all these words, um, um, that, that's what I was trying to say. Like when you meditate on this stuff, it's like, you you know, if you meditate, meditate on things like that, not just visions or whatever, like concepts and everything, you learn from him, okay? And uh, okay. you asked a question about meditation earlier. That's why I was bringing that up. It's a different concept. You have to let, actually study it, let it come in. It becomes natural after we sink in, okay? It seems like deep, natural, yeah. true reverence is, like, rendered, you know, in, in error. Hmm. It, it's it, because, I mean, because it's a spiritual war on for your mind. And as soon as you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you want? There's a cup of coffee and it said, you know, thank you for waking me up. You know, it's just like <laughs> you want to do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like pause. Well, I'm getting uh, back into right about that. I've been I've been trying to pray every day when I wake up, trying to put him in you know his ways in my life right off the bat. Kind of comes and goes. I used to do that all the time, and I got away from it. And uh, now I'm actually kind of concentrating on when I wake up in the morning. I'm trying to think of him first thing right off the morning, and uh, trying to check with him and find out, uh, like you know, be with me. Um, let me. Uh, you know, can't let me keep you in front of you all day and let me keep your weight in front of me and keep my mind healthy to do that. I'm, I've been trying to pray first thing when I wake up in the morning and kind of sit back and uh, I kind of get some of this. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Chris has been reminding me a little bit too about, uh, you know, back to like the meditation thing. When you wake up, your body's still kind of asleep and your mind's going. And it's a lot easier to concentrate on and to uh, get into spiritual, okay, without your body affecting you yet. So I've been trying to pray first thing in the morning about what you were just talking about, Channing, there, you know? If I can't pray, if I can't pray verbally, can I pray in my mind? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I don't pray that verbally that often, you know, unless, uh, <laughs> I won't get into that right now. But it, I, it, it's better to do that. I used to do it when I was a young Christian. What's that? Verbally or mentally? Yeah, I used to sing out loud and everything was verbal. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of whisper to God, you know. Well, yeah, I, I do. I, I pray a lot just in my mind, but uh, you're right, too, about uh, uh, singing and uh, even reading the Bible. They, they talk about reading it out loud sometimes. You get a different concept out of that I've read before. So, yeah. When, when I ask questions to myself, am I asking questions to my higher self or am I asking questions to God? Is, well, you know, 
How do you ask questions to yourself? You you don't ever talk to yourself? No. Really? Well, sure, absolutely, Shannon. I don't. I don't myself. Well, contemplating stuff and thinking. Yeah, I'm all you know. Right. Uh, uh, a lot of people. It's totally normal to do that. Uh, they you know people talk to themselves. They think out loud. Um, yeah, really, that's, that's really, normal. But yeah, I, I don't do it. But there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of natural for me. I mean, I, it's kind of, you know. I think you might be talking. Sometimes that's uh, um, that's one way to talk to your higher self, Channing. Hmm. Especially if you're reasoning, if you're getting some good uh, input back. Okay. Hey, you might be, uh, might be I got talking. an update here. Yeah. No more, no more higher self talk. Ah. It just uh, creates problems. We just talk about, say, your angel, my angel. There you go. Yeah. We're, we're making the claim that everybody has an angel, and we had to cover it up. Yeah. And we're not we're not talking about a guardian angel. We're just saying everybody has a personal angel. Every time we say higher self, people don't. That's not good. Yeah. It's kind of a problem, just like saying flat Earth. You're creating your own problem for yourself. You know, it's not good communication. So I don't want to talk. I'm guilty of doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. I want to shut that down. Yeah, I know, but a lot of the government actual paperwork and stuff like that, NASA and the Pentagon, too, I've actually got actual government paperwork where they actually talk about a flat plane. Well, that's the word we should be using if you're going to talk about a flat Earth, be the word plane. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because, you know, plane, P-L-A-N-E, it, it sounds the same as P-L-A-I-N, which is a flat area ground, you know, a plane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of interesting. That's another term. You know why? Because, see, people don't react to that term. As soon as you say flat earth, people just laugh. And all kinds of reactions, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they, they don't, they don't, they don't, they have, they're going to ask you, what do you mean by that? Plain earth. You know, you, you, the Earth is just plain looking. Or <laughs> it's not exciting. <laughs> well, I said a while back that the real that the, the, the real is a real word called plainate, and it's that was that, you see that that's the Illuminati. Dude. Everything is an inside joke. They, in your face. Oh, look, we live on a planet when planet is plan E T plan and E T invasion, and and really it's plainate, which is it, it, uh, that's just word and it means a, a flat plane. It's a plane eight. P-L-A-N-A-T-E I think it's spelled. You know what guys? I think we're finally going to succeed and create some real genuine room two audio around here. Channing, I want you to lead, I want you to lead the way, Channing, okay? You know, I, I have I've repeatedly failed. Everything is up in room one lately, so I'm going to talk less and less to see if we can pull this one off. But you've got to lead the way. <laughs> I want some subpar audio, all right? I mean it this time. I, I, I need to get something in that room, man. How much do you write a day, Dave? Do you write a lot? Yeah, I write all day long. I'm not, not, oh, not, that's not good. continuously, but whenever I have an idea, a thought, or someone speaks to me, everything gets written down. Also, every question, every single thing that I think is significant. And Chris, uh, Chuck will tell you, man, I, I, I kind of obsess over it, right, Chuck? Like, you know, I'm trying to remember now. What did the angel say and things like that, right, Chuck? 
Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. I, that, I mean, I, people say Dave says he's a scribe. What, what, what the heck else do you call it? <laughs> you know, August 25th, I'll be 32, and I still don't know any cursive. You know that? You don't know any what? I don't know how to do cursive, just my name. It's kind of an outdated thing, cursive. Curses? Yeah, no, cursive. Who, who knows how to do cursive nowadays? Forty-two. You said 42% of people are out of work because they're on uh, some sort of opiates or whatever. Yeah, well, they can't pass a drug test. I mean, but I, I, how many people don't know how to do cursive? And that's the first thing they teach us in school. What, what's a cursive test? No? Cursive writing. It's to the writing in part Okay. It's, it's kind of pointless. The only thing you really need cursive for is when you're signing for things. Mm-hmm. Did they, they never taught you chanting, or you just never learned in school, or what? No, I learned it from my name, but I never really got into it for writing anything, you know? The teachers didn't make you learn it or anything? Like if, I, if I were to write you a letter, would I write it in cursive? No. It just never made any sense to me. I mean, why would I write you a letter in cursive when I can write it to you in English? In print. I don't know. I, uh, I'm surprised the teachers didn't uh, work with you on that or bring it up or whatever, you know? Well, they worked with me just as well as they worked with any student on it. It just yeah. never really made much sense to me. I just, if I'm going to write a letter to hey, someone, it's going to be, you know. Hey, Jack. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is that you, Chris? Yeah, that's me. All right. I was just wondering if I was muted. Yeah, I couldn't hear you before. Now, uh, he just came in right now. Okay. All right. Hey, Channing, this is Chris uh, from Alabama. Hey, Chris. Hey, Vanity. I want to say hey. Alabama, yeah. I want to move there. Bama boy. (laughs) (laughs) If you like humidity, you'd love it here. If you don't want to, <laughs> I recommend against it. Great for gardening, yeah. Uh-huh. They got snakes down there too, and cockroaches like crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's an epidemic. I mean, you mean even with the five-star hotels, you, you're you're bound to probably run into a cockroach. Five-star hotels have cockroaches in them now, and it's because they're letting in. Gosh, this is going to sound racist, but they're le- they're letting in refu- refugees, quote unquote, and they're not vetting them. You know, oh, cockroaches are a sign of uh, people aren't paying their uh, their uh, exterminator bills. But, uh, exactly. You, you know, if you if you if you gas your uh, you know exterior of your house and spray, you should uh, not have any cockroaches that. Uh, I've had what's up with five? What's up with five star? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, five star hotels. They, they have bed bug problems. Some of these five star hotels. How about this, Danny? I had a, 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 a annual sales meeting in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it was up on the second or third floor. There were scorpions in people's beds. Um, that would freak me out. Can they kill? I I tell you, we're. Well, yeah, so. no, these are the type that just hurt really bad. They're not they're not the killer type. Ugh. Arizona mm. I don't think they're mm. killers. Mm. So or, uh, 
we're so wow. spoiled over here in America. I just live in a third world country for a while, and uh, you get you know you get used to the uh, the. If you live in a third world country where there's bugs and cockroaches and geckos and lizards and snakes and cobras and uh, you got to sleep mm-hmm. under a mosquito net, you know, they. Uh, it kind of it doesn't bug you that much anymore. I don't want to say it doesn't bug you that much anymore, but it's uh, you get back here and uh, a few bugs here and there really don't bother you one, one bit at all, you know. So uh, You ever hear about these giant-sized bees over in China about the size of your fist? What? No, they got no, bees over no. in China about the size of fist. Oh. <laughs> So do you think that the whole uh, Jurassic uh, dinosaurs thing is a hoax? Like, it's out there? Like, you know, it's a conspiracy that dinosaurs didn't exist? Or you guys probably talked about that already. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind on that one. But uh, I know a lot of people believe it. I know uh, I heard Chris McCombs talking about it. And uh, he believes it. Yeah. Because obviously the ones in, in the museums are fake. Well, my my question is this: with all of the, uh, you know, the the uh, architecture being built all over the place, where they're you know digging foundations everywhere, right? In my opinion, they should be finding bones everywhere, right? Only in certain places, and I, I was listening to a hoaxbusters call. Controlled. Mm-hmm. Did, did you hear this call? The hoaxbusters call. They're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. He just said he said it seemed really suspect how. This father and son team found this exact dinosaur that they were actually having a, uh, you know, that, that in the local museum they were uh, doing, they found like the bones of this specific dinosaur. And his father and son team happened to find the exact same dinosaur just a week or two prior to the opening of the exhibit. And, hmm. you know, it just seemed really, really convenient. But anyway. Okay, you guys. Um, Hoaxbusters called claims that dinosaurs are fake. And uh, Chris McCombs, I believe that he's sufficiently proved that they're genuine. We've also talked about this before. We had the, uh, the word dinosaur in a title. But that was on the Cryptozoology podcast. I don't know if he talked about dinosaurs in both part one and two, because there's two parts. It has bumper music. But that's what you need to listen to, Channing. Because uh, he made the case that it's legitimate. Now, that, those... Kind of you know, come for- to think about it, I think you might be right, Dave. I mean, because I was kind of you know, unsure, Peter pottering on it, because I've seen old newspapers of um, of town folk from way back in the day with with a picture of a dead pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, and, and there's, they've also found a plate, like brass plates, where it shows humans and dinosaurs together. So if they did exist, they, they're not millions of years old, like we're told. They're, they're really- you know what I think it is? I think that they did exist, but it, it's like what Dave said, I think, uh, before, where uh, it, it wasn't, or maybe where where it wasn't as many of them as, as they say there was, vari- variations of them. Well, well, I don't know about that, but you have to understand it's virtually impossible to prove that dinosaurs did not exist, Okay. Yeah. Now, you look at something like a, t- a t- Tyrannosaurus rex, you're mm-hmm. looking at an obvious absurdity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh. and so somebody, the hoaxbusters are going to say, you know, that's fake, and, uh, and I wouldn't disagree, but um, the thing that uh, Chris from Alabama brought up there, what they do, they've done this over and over again, they create fake 
archaeology yeah, to fool the Christians. And then you go, well, that was fake. And so the dinosaurs are fake. No. They're creating <laughs> fake uh, evidence for dinosaurs to fool the Christians so they can point out and go, it's an obvious fake. It's fake. And then, see, most people think either or, and they, and they jump on it, and they go, I just see the dinosaurs is all fake, because they, they don't have any motivation to um, believe in it. It's more of a biblical concept, actually. Well, well yeah. one thing is, how do you explain people owning homes throughout history and then say they do some digging on their foundation of the property that they own, and these are different individuals throughout history that own their land and stuff, and they never find any anything on their own property? Uh, everything... There was a cataclysm in the first century, yeah, the cataclysm well. of fire, but guess what? There was a tr- tremendous amount of sediment that was moved right. around, and also uh, there was massive, massive earthquakes, and um, the earth shifted, and these volcanoes went off, and they put tons of soot into the air, and all that fell. So everything is deep farther down. It's, it's deeper than people think. It's buried. Hmm. They don't want you to know that. But here's the thing, guys. You've got to understand, I've said it before, why, why is everything buried? Why do they have to dig? Why wouldn't it be 10 people on the surface or on the surface in the first place? Why is it under sediment? It's obvious that there was some kind of cataclysm. So what happened? When the earth shifted and the climate became more severe, there was no um, ice cap. There was no um, ice shelf. In Antarctica, um, you know, that's where the mastodons uh, <clears throat> up in, like, Siberia were appear to be instantly frozen. They have vegetable matter in their stomach. Okay, what happened is that these massive walls of water washed over the continents, and they moved all this mud around and sediment, <clears throat> and that's mm-hmm. where we get the Grand Canyon. All that stuff is recent, and they covered it up. What they do, they try to tell you that it happened... Way back in the distant past. That's how they do it. They create yep. absurdity so that what actually happened is so far from what they say that people, it, they, they create a big lie, mm-hmm. and the people can't believe that they lied that big, and so they go with what science says. They'll tell you that, um, you know, there's no cataclysm, and they'll say, well, like 55 million years ago, there was an asteroid that destroyed the dinosaurs. And um, it, but that was about a thousand years ago. You see that? Then they create a, a false dating system to throw everybody off. But they, they create dates that are radically altered. So that if you come along and go, well, that happened a thousand years ago, people look at you like you're crazy. They go, science says, and they'll say, what are you, a Christian? And they'll laugh at you, you see? The people... They're not going to veer very far from science. See that? They'll play with different scientific theories, but if you come up with a radical theory, they'll just reject it. And that's what they did. They sigh out everybody. So. You know, well, uh, a lot of the access still exists. Um, people still see them in mountain areas. And that, I, I just believe that those are real and they still exist. These gigantic. Uh, you know, they look like like dragons, I guess. But I, I believe big candles, big, big birds. You know. Yeah. Now the thing about that, you guys, real quick, um, that doesn't prove dinosaurs. I now I absolutely believe in the existence of these thunderbirds. Okay, but see, we don't have knowledge to know for certain whether or not they were created in a lab. 
And what they can do, they, can, they, they have the DNA for everything. So they can recreate everything, and it actually is pretty much the same creature that used to be, but, but they manufactured it. So how do we know that? We don't know. So that doesn't prove the existence of these beings, just because you see them. But I do believe that these beings are around, but I don't know if they were artificially created or not. But they're still around. They're, they're relatively this, rare. Okay. It's yeah. just like when they found that really, really huge bone, and when they, uh, when they open the bone up, it still has living tissue inside of it. So if that's a 50-million-year-old fossil or whatever, how uh-huh. could it still have soft tissue that's still alive, you know? Oh, when he got fired, right? Have you, have you heard about that, Channing? I've not. Yeah, he got fired. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, research that. It'll blow your mind, okay? There's no way that 50-million-year-old tissue could survive. I don't care what kind of conditions there were. That would dry up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, a lot of these. So, uh, hey, Chris, real, real quick, your, your audio is kind of low. If you could do anything to yeah, raise yeah. it up higher. Okay. How about, how about now? Is that better? Now it's better. Yeah, it's better, yeah. Okay. Um, another thing I wanted to point out was, uh, you know, the the uh, mosquitoes uh-huh. and the stinging insects, you know, the insects that drew blood. A lot of those have been caught in amber. And so, uh, you know, all you got to do is find one of those. Uh-huh. And go inside the mosquito, and you've got an assortment of DNA because those mosquitoes have bitten all kinds of uh, of animals. And you've, you know, who knows what kind of DNA is inside the mosquito in the form of blood, but you know it's there. So that's hmm. probably where you know where they're getting some of their DNA from to recreate these things in the labs. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Jurassic Park stole that idea actually, but it's actually real. You know, a, a lot of these dinosaurs, too, are just, uh, if you go back before the cataclysm and back, uh, uh, these lizards and uh, things we see today, they, they really never quit growing, okay? And uh, if they were in a more oxygenated area or lived longer, things could, you know, uh, they always talk like Nebuchadnezzar had dragons, and they go back, and these guys had dragons throughout history and stuff and folklore. These things could have just been big, big amphibi- amphibians, okay? Right. Uh, like if you take like a uh, a gecko or a greco or whatever like that, and uh, just see it was ten times its size, they they start developing the horns and the plates and all that stuff like that. All right, so uh, the climate's different now too, so maybe these amphibians don't grow as big as they used to, and they don't live as long either. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so let me comment about that. Okay, I'm a devolutionist. I'm a devolutionist. Uh-huh. Okay, and as a devolutionist, I want to point out that the life force. And actually, the electromagnetic field of the Earth is progressively deteriorating, although it does it in cycles. It's not absolute linear. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an up and down. But the overall trend is downward. Now, <clears throat> we did some good research. I had a guy on here that was more of a scientific mind uh, than myself. He's an old friend. And he was on here talking. Oh, actually, I don't know if he ever was ever recorded, but he did some good research into... Uh, and I, I totally believe this, that um, uh, the life force is what's responsible for muscle building, okay? We are really emaciated people. Yep. Um, even medieval man, they've lied to us. Those guys were big and muscular. Absolutely. We're getting smaller and smaller. They try to tell us that we're shorter. They're, t- they're lying because they're trying to convince you that you're superior. No, we're inferior. Run right, right down the line. These guys were powerful, strong men. You know, David was able to defeat a lion with his bare hands, apparently. 
Or was it Solomon? David Solomon? Anyway, excuse me, I meant Samson. Um, I'm talking about oh, David. Samson, yeah. I don't know about Samson. Anyway, um, the reason I bring this the reason I bring this up, you know, you have this this um this king in the Bible, it's not King Og, and he was like gigantic. Okay, what I'm trying to say is that when the life force was a lot more stronger, everything was bigger. This is why you have to think. The men were bigger, stronger, more powerful, and everyone was more beautiful. Um, that has to do with um, sacred geometry in the face, the angles. And if you have the life force, you have um, those kind of things. What's that? Dave, do you believe that... Uh, 948. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Do you believe before the cataclysm that the Earth had a moderate climate, like the entire plane? Uh, your audio is low again. Dang it. Do you believe that the Earth had a, a moderate climate throughout? Absolutely. Like, like it was uh, subtropical. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's getting colder and colder. Uh, there was no uh, there was no severe winter until right. uh, after the cataclysm because there was right. no ice on on the on the on you know the north and south. My point is, in order to have uh, huge uh, you know creatures, huge humans. Uh, we would actually need a lot more carbon dioxide in the air. Uh-huh. Um, it's, people think it, it's that carbon dioxide is so bad. Well, no. Carbon dioxide is going to cause huge, huge plant growth, which can, which will be able to sustain these massive animals. Wait, I thought that could make you pass out and like never wake up. Well, no. Carbon dioxide, think about it. God created the... You're thinking the, of carbon monoxide, aren't you? Oh, no, okay. Carbon, carbon dioxide. God created a perfect system to where, you know, we exhale carbon dioxide. Plants inhale carbon. They don't inhale it, but mm-hmm. they take carbon dioxide and make oxygen out of it. We take oxygen and make carbon dioxide out of it. So it's a constant system of balance, you know, where uh, it's you know it's just like everything else God creates. It's perfect, you know. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And so at one point there was a lot more carbon dioxide. It's synergistic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, synergistic. And so, uh, you know, if these giant beings existed, giant creatures, then there, I heard there was a lot more carbon dioxide available to, to sustain the growth of these massive, you know, plants and trees. Yeah, exactly right. Eat these things. Because a lot of these uh, dinosaurs were not car- carnivores. Uh, they were like gigantic cows, you know, like think of your brontosaurus. I was a plant eater and your uh, triceratops and, you know, all all these other, uh, you know, the, the most of the ones in the field, you have very few uh, carnivores. Uh, you know, they're mostly yeah. herbivores. And in the future, you can see, like in the book of Isaiah, that everything will be, all creatures will be vegetarian. That's why it says the lion will lay down with the lamb. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And they will not threaten humans, and we'll be vegetarians too. Uh, but apparently, you know, there's a lot of controversy about this. But um, we're still recovering from replacement theology that spiritualizes the last eight chapters of Ezekiel. They spiritualize the temple. It's ridiculous. So it's talking about meat sacrifices there, but they're going to spiritualize that. But I believe that there'll still be uh, sacrifices of animals. And there's a reason why God wants animals sacrificed. 
what they used to do, they used to, you know, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, that, that uh, animal was actually a, a family pet. You know, I mean, they would, the kids would pet it and, uh, and love it, and it, it was the best lamb they had. So don't assume that it was ignored, because they had to sacrifice the best, okay? But when you do that, it hurts. It's painful. I mean, I would really have a problem doing it. It, just, it would just about kill me. You know, to actually kill an animal like that. And there's a, there's a right way to do it. And it's important for people to understand that God has um, designed these animals to be sacrificed. And I, there's also a wow. theory that I hold to that um, it's possible wow. that the, the spirit and soul leave, uh, at least the spirit leaves the animal before there's pain. Wow. Yeah. And this may actually happen with humans. And we may not wow. we may not find this out until the judgment, and, and God will say, you know, I was merciful to all these you know, people that are being sacrificed by Satanists. They get wow. out of there before it gets really super bad. We don't know. This is a theory. Wow. There's some evidence. Hey, I've, I've actually been told this by people who have had near death experiences, friends of mine. Uh huh. Uh huh. That uh, like one of them was drowning, and she popped out and witnessed everything from above, and and like literally did not experience any of the. You know, think how frightening it is to, to drown, you know, yeah. to suffocate by, by water. Uh-huh. She saw everything from above, and uh, whenever she was pulled to safety and, you know, they uh, you know, they were able to, I guess, you know, get all the water out of her lungs and, and uh, do mouth-to-mouth and, you know, resuscitation and all. Uh-huh. And when she came back in, uh, she, you know, she told me, she's like, I never felt any pain whatsoever. And then there was another story uh, very similar where uh, somebody, a friend of mine, died, had a near-death experience, and they didn't feel any pain either. So, I mean, that's two, uh, you know, cases there, you know, that, you know, it doesn't speak for everything, but uh-huh. in my opinion, and what I believe is that we, that God is merciful, and we do not experience our own death. We pop out. Yeah. Now, a, a modified version of that is this will happen to the elect. Or it will happen to God's people, even if they're not elect. Or it will happen to anyone that God chooses to select randomly, but not necessarily everyone. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't know. We have no way of knowing. See that we have to have revelation for something like that. Again, so right. It's not what in the happens, Bible. What happens to an agnostic person when they pop out? We don't know. It hasn't said that. We don't know. There's a very interesting thread on GLP right now. And uh-huh. he's talking about uh, Mus- uh, Islamic people having near-death experiences. And uh, I'd recommend you all check that one out. It's pretty cool. You probably have to search for it. It's uh-huh. probably, you know, on page 10 by now. But it was does very it say, interesting. I've does it say Muslim? Some of them saw Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of them saw Jesus. Well, they believe in Jesus. And uh, one of them was told to uh, that, that, that it's a false... One of them was visited by Muhammad and was told that that uh that Islam is a false religion and he was told to go and tell everybody to stop following uh Islam. And he's like, I'm terrified to do that because I will be killed. Huh. I had a hard time explaining that one. Yeah. Um I had a near death experience when visited by Muhammad and he told me to go uh tell everybody to to stop, you know being, uh, you know, worshiping Allah. But yeah, it's a GLP thread, so take it with a grain of salt, you know. 
I think there's some videos on it too. I've seen that before, and it wasn't on GLP. It was in other areas too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Danny, you're the uh, you, you you do a lot of research on uh, YouTube, right? Oh yeah. I think Dave was telling me that that you're like the YouTube expert. So so yeah. So you you probably seen this before. Does it yeah. have uh, the word Muslim in in the? You got to find the. Does it have the word Muslim in the title? I think so. I think Muslim okay. MDE. And it should be pretty recent. I think I read it like within two or three days ago. So it should be pretty recent. Okay, real quick. We've been told there's going to be a significant amount of people in uh, Judaism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Islam, and even other religions that are going to convert. They're going to be very impressed by this um, prophet that comes. People will be attracted to him because he's so beautiful. The Christians will generally be repelled because they can't quite process him. And there's also going to be a judgment. There's going to be a judgment upon God's people. Um, He's going to be a stumbling block, just like before. But God loves to show mercy to glorify himself to people that are in darkness. This is what he does. And so anyway, the reason I say that is because there's a possibility... But even now, God's already begun to prepare these people, even though they're not in a state of regeneration. And that's why he's showing them the truth in these, um, you know, after-death experiences. Because the Christian will reject him because, well, he's not, uh, he doesn't know Christ, so it's all false, it's all demonic. And I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying I'm open to the possibility that this could be from God, some of this stuff, you know. You know, did... Justin Bieber, he canceled one of his concerts because he converted to Christianity. I wouldn't pay any attention to that whatsoever. You don't know anything with certainty about him. It's, it's, it's usually just the same old circus show. Yeah. Agreed. Mo- most of the time when they have a sports star or a pop star that's converting, most of the time it's false. They can do it yeah. um, because they're ordered to do it. Or they're on mind control, and they're actually sincere, but it's all fake with the public. Do they have to they have, they have, just a second, they have to have these Christian people out there. They have to have some Christian pop stars. They have, and obviously there's going to be, you know, sports guys that are genuine Christians, but they, they're going to flood them with false people. They want, or the one, of them, one of them is Tim Tebow. He, he's a fake. He, I believe he's totally sincere. But I think he's on mind control. Or it's a honey okay. trap. But even if he's not a mind control, they're doing all kinds of things around him, psyops. It's already been proven. See, they wanted him to portray Christians and the whole Jesus thing. The whole world's watching, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And see, that they're going to, okay, first of all, they want the world to watch. They've got to get attention, so they've got to have a start, and then they're going to psyop you because people are ignorant about Christianity. They don't pay any attention. They don't, they don't care. They're not, so they're not interested. So they get the perception of Christianity from the media, and they're actually teaching them. You know, he, he, that you call Mr. Jesus or something, right? You know, yeah, everybody's watching him, and he starts to do these strange things. <clears throat> so that's what they do over and over again. I think he's sincere. I think he's controlled. I don't think he knows what's going on. So. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. earlier when I first joined the call, when Dave called me, 
You were discussing the heart and the brain? Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, um, I said there was more signals that go from the heart to the brain than from the brain to the heart. I was going to add something to that. Uh, there are actually brain cells in the heart. Oh, yeah. Right. The same type right. of cells that are in the brain, they're actually in the heart mm-hmm. as well. Right. So the heart, that's why whenever uh, somebody has a heart transplant, let's say somebody is a uh, master piano player, and mm-hmm. they, uh, they pass away and they're an organ donor, and they give that heart to somebody else, well, all of a sudden that person can play, you know, yeah. piano. Yeah. Yep. There's brain cells in the heart. Yeah. Quite a Did few you know? Things. I've talked about that, yeah. Did you know that when 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 you quote unquote pass away, um, and you're an organ donor and they're taking your body out, that you're still alive? Your body's still alive, and you can feel yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I'm I'm somewhat worried about that. I'm an organ donor myself, and uh, you know, I, I, let's say that like uh, three people come into the hospital at the same time, and uh, all three cases are the same severity. They are going to uh, operate on the uh, non-organ donors first um, and save their lives because uh, they actually want the organ donors to die. Uh, right. Not, not every hospital, but, you know, they make quite a bit of uh, money off the organ Are you comfortable uh, with that, being an organ donor? Uh, well, I'm hopeful that <laughs> if I do die in the city I live in, that enough people know me that they will, uh, dope me up with enough propofol where I won't experience anything. But, mm-hmm. uh, there, there are horror stories. I've, I've actually heard stories in my hometown where not enough propofol was given and the patient was awake for an eight hour right. to feel everything, but they were completely paralyzed. Right. And they're killing them in the process of, of them being claimed dead. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Mhm. That would That's be murder. Just torture. But yeah. I'm considering removing myself off the organ donor list because of these stories that I've heard, mm-hmm. and because of uh, you know, there's no, there's to me, to me, there's nothing worse than uh, you know, having a 12-hour surgery and being awake for it the whole time and feeling everything because and you're, you're the dying while time. they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. The first mm-hmm. does knock you out. It makes you unconscious, but it doesn't block the pain, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. if you're conscious, you can still feel the pain. And imagine if you're doing brain surgery mm-hmm. or, you know, there's so many nerves and there's more nerves in the face and, and the head than anywhere else on the body other than one area, which we won't get into, but um, it's so evil. It's just horrific mm-hmm. pain, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. I just wanted to add that in there about the the brain cells and like the uh, you know the same kind of cells in the brain or in the heart. I'm in a store now, so you hear some background noise. Yeah, yeah they had a twisted uh, hospital like show a, a while back. Uh, I forget what the name of it was. It was kind of like um, uh, it was like a twisted doctor show or whatever, where the doctor was like you know basically like a murderer. Or whatever, and he he was doing this to a patient or whatever, like plastic surgery or something, and she felt everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I mean, it's rare, and I've I've got a really good friend that's a, a, a nurse anesthetist, and uh, I asked him about it, and he's just like, man, that he's like, if I ever did that to somebody, I would feel so horrible about it. Um, 
That's why I said, you know, I'm really careful to make sure. And he said there's ways of knowing because if somebody is actually conscious, their vitals are going to be all over the place because, like, you know, their blood pressure is going to be going nuts um, because, you know, uh, their body's going to be releasing a lot of adrenaline, which is like the fight or flight, because they're going to be scared to death. And they, they, they should be warning signs letting you know that something's wrong. Um, on the you know the little computer that they watch, and the, the alarm should be going crazy because, um, like I said, the vitals are going to be all over the place because the patient can feel what's going on. Mm-hmm. But to me, that would be absolute oh my lord! I can't imagine. Yeah, Layla well, took herself off. Yeah. Mm. Off of organ T- donor. Took herself off of what? Off of being an organ donor. But uh, hey, Channing, talking about near death experiences. Um, I read quite a few uh, interesting stories earlier today about, uh, you know, blind people having near-death experiences and uh, just, just quite a few different types, like different religions, uh, the people having near-death experiences and what they saw, atheists, uh, you know, Gnostics, uh, you know, different religions and basically what they saw. You know, some would see the uh, deceased family members, some would see Buddha, some would see Jesus. Um you know, it just depends. Chris, 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 I just want you to know that I believe the great majority of those uh, experiences are false. They're orchestrated by demons. And it's the same thing as these people that go to heaven and come back and the people that go to hell and come back. I don't uh, accept any of those testimonies, zero, of the hell or the heaven ones, none of them. In fact, I, Jesus... I actually believe the same. Jesus actually said no man has ascended into heaven except for the Son of Man. Now... After that, uh, it talks about Paul doing this in 2 Corinthians 12. And obviously, um, in Revelation 4, there's a voice that spoke to uh, John, and it says, come up here. So he went up there, too. Now, we don't know exactly how he went up there. At the very least, it was some kind of spirit travel. You know what I mean? I don't think it's but body. The, the reason I, I think it's false is because of the, uh, the, the deceased family members. Uh, you, know, it's, uh, you know, you don't see once, – once a family member passes – you don't see them again until you're completely past or whatever. Maybe you'd never see them again at all, but that's, that's the part that got me where I knew that was not true. Well, the other thing, too, if you have any discernment uh, skills, really, that people don't really have much today, you can see that these things can't be reconciled with the Bible. Of course, if you see Buddha, I'm sorry, it's over. You know? And I would assume that those are false, too, with um, probably with Muhammad. Now, the reason they may be doing that is because this prophet's coming and they're trying to deceive these people with making it look more biblical, but it's still false. In other words, Muhammad is saying, Muhammadism is false, you know. And they're, they're thinking, what? You know, that there's right. a prophet coming that's going to say the same thing, and they're prepping them for that, and maybe they'll still hang on to Muhammad. They said, well, I'm not going to reject Muhammad because he said it was false too. They'll be confused. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy it, man. The near-death experiences that I believe are the ones where somebody just pops out and is able to see the operating room, and then they're brought back in. Like, there, for instance, there was a blind woman who uh, uh-huh. popped out, and uh, she's been blind her entire life. She was able to describe the drill they were using. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I remember the story is because it's the same drill I used to sell. Uh, they went in and, uh, you know, did brain surgery on her, I believe, and she died and was dead for, uh, you know, more than the time required for uh, total brain death. 
Uh-huh. And when she came back in, she described, you know, the number of people in the room. She described, uh, you know, the shiny object, which is obviously the drill and the wire. She just described everything perfectly. But she didn't go to, you know, heaven or go yeah. through the light, through a portal, none of that stuff. And, like, when I had mine, I didn't go through any portal. I was just, you know, up above looking down and uh, could see everything. You and, know, something uh, I would generally agree with you. Um, I, I was, I should have qualified that. Those are the classic uh, life after death experiences where you go down the tunnel of light and things like that. Those are the ones that I say are false. That's something like hovering over the bed, that's, that's, those are different. Um, yeah, now, now mine, uh, what's so interesting about it is I actually went back into the room uh-huh. that it happened in because when I had mine, there was, uh, there was cabinets, and whenever this happened to me, I could see 360 degrees like I was a ball. And I remember seeing a pair of shoes, like old, old shoes. And so I went back into that room, you know, as soon as I could, you know, because uh, I had to I had to know. And I climbed up there, and sure enough, there was a shoes up there. And it blew my mind because at this point, I, I still didn't believe in that stuff, right? This uh-huh. was just completely, you know, I thought I was losing my mind. And so uh, that right there opened my mind completely that there's something else out there. And, uh, you know, the, the science that I've been taught and the Darwinism and all that was completely false. Now, I've, I've spoken to you about that privately before, you know, my former belief system before all this stuff started happening to me. And yeah. that was one of the things that really, really uh, opened my eyes. Um, and, uh, that, you know, that's, that's one of those things where you're no longer a believer or something. You're a knower. So uh-huh. I knew there was a God. I knew that there was an afterlife, and you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's able. You're able to exist outside of the body. That 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 showed me that it's most certainly true. You know something? Here I am. Uh, we're we're in room two audio, and uh, <laughs> it's like you know we can't help but be brilliant around here, right? So I mean, um, anyway, we're counted 24 hours a day, so it's kind of hard for us. We got to give us a break here. But anyway, um, we just accomplished something. And here I am going, moving down a shopping aisle, okay? This is what happens when we get together and talk because it stimulates thinking. There's two different types of these things, and they're completely different. Okay, let's give an example. It depends whether it's the soul or the spirit that's leaving the body, okay? So w- when the soul leaves the body, you're dead every single time. The soul doesn't leave the body. But now, let's take an example. When I was... Uh, I took morning glory seeds one time at the Lucidune. I took a bunch of them. I waited. Nothing happened. So I go, you know, I'm just going to eat the rest of them or something like that. And I waited a little bit longer. I got so dang high. I laid my back and my, um, I guess my spirit floated out of my body. And that's the only time that I've experienced something like that. Okay, so that is um, similar to what you're talking about, where the spirit hovers above the body. And I was aware of it, you know. But the soul mm-hmm. is not doing that. You see, now if you're dead, these people are supposed to mean their heart is stopped. That's going to be your soul. They could be your spirit too. So these people that talk about these things, the people that write the books, they're theologically ignorant. I've never heard anybody distinguish between the soul and the spirit. You see that? You would have to know. So I think that when... Um, you know, you're hovering above your body. I think that's your, your spirit. 
I don't think it's your soul. I would question whether they're dead, but they both could happen, and that creates confusion. All of a sudden, we realize we don't actually know what's going on unless it's real clear. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. We accomplished something. I've never heard anybody, all the years I've, I've listened to Coast to Coast, they, they obsess about this subject because they're always, they don't have any objective standard. They've rejected uh, traditional Christianity and the ancient religion and stuff like that. So they're always trying to figure out, they're so fascinated. Is there life after death? Because they want to know. But they have no way to know because they have no standard to appeal to. But they're curious, you see. All the years I've listened to them, I've never heard them distinguish between the soul and the spirit. Never. All those so-called, uh, quote-unquote, experts, uh, you see, they're not experts after all. Uh, they're writing books, and, oh, if you write a book, you're an author, and, wow, you wrote a book. Woo! You know, hey, Dave, he never wrote a book. Well, <laughs> these people are not very smart, man. They're, make, they're, trying, oh, to make a, they're trying to earn a living, right? They're trying to earn a living by writing. Okay, that's their motive. Earn a living writing a book, okay. And, and they're, just, they're just taking a whole bunch of, uh, you know, they're just taking a whole bunch of uh, passages from other people's books and Absolutely. creating, you know, an argument. And they've never they had uh, from each other experience themselves. You know, and I hate to say you this. You can't know. write about this stuff until you've had it yourself. You can't understand it. It's just too complex. I hate to keep you know? repeating that, but that's what they're doing on the YouTube. Um, yeah, they don't refer to they don't refer to podcasts or books enough. They talk about YouTube all the time, and if you're not on YouTube, you're like a nobody to them. These people are not intellectuals, okay? <clears throat> so, I wanted to add something, Dave. Is that everybody has out of body experiences every night when they go to sleep? Yes, everybody. Yeah, I believe that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Spirit, So the reason that it's not remembered is because. Uh, I think I talked to Chuck about this before. Um, I did a lot of research into this, and it turns out that um, we have different bodies. You have your physical, you know, your gross physical body, then you have your astral body, then you have your ethereal body, and your, uh, you know, uh, multiple, I, I don't know how many bodies. I, I wouldn't distinguish between ethereal and astral. I, w- I don't like the word astral, but um, I would just say spirit body, but you have an auric field. And they call that a body, okay? So you can distinguish between your etheric field, which is electromagnetic, and your soul and your spirit. If, if, if the, um, if the um, electrical body actually qualifies as a body, we don't have an authority to actually say, yes, it is a body. I, I'm not certain about that. But, but if well, it that's is, where the memory of the out-of-body experience would be. Uh-huh. But but what happens is uh, the reason a lot of people are like oh that's that's nonsense I've never had out of body experience well here's here's the issue um, memory is being recorded of the physical body while you're dreaming and uh-huh. then whatever body it is that has the out of body experience those memories are being recorded too and I believe unless you have permission from your angel or uh-huh. you are have reached a certain level of advancement where you you can remember these things you're not allowed mm-hmm. to remember them and so all you remember is you know, the dreams or you remember nothingness. You just remember being asleep. Uh-huh. And so that's I, why a lot of people, they all have it, but they just don't remember it. It gets locked away from them. Right. You know. I think there's a good chance that um, you can distinguish, you definitely can distinguish between your auric field. That's what scientists call it, by the way, auric field. Okay, it's electrical field. It's kind of an overlay of your soul or an integral part of your of your 
soul, or possibly even an integral part of your body or an overlay of your body. It's but definitely I think, where your memory is. Yeah, it's a part. Yeah, because that's your mind. See, your mind is not confined to your brain. It's actually right. just electrical field. All the information is, 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 is included there. Christians don't know this. But see, the problem is, at the moment of death, I do not believe that this auric field survives or goes anywhere. I think it dissipates with the body. and just It becomes part of you know, what they call the ash cake record. It, yeah. it merges into this larger electrical field, and all the information is included there. It doesn't go anywhere. It becomes part of the whole. And it's still there, but it's part of the whole now. It's not distinguished, you see? It merges into the whole thing. Yeah. So you can just make the Egyptians believe. What's that? Isn't that what the Egyptians believe? The Egyptians believe that whatever you spoke always stayed in the atmosphere forever? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they call the ash cake records. I, I don't use that terminology at all. There's no ash cake records. It's just... Uh, it's just energy, frequency that is still there, but it's not in a hollow yeah. record. No. Now, see, right. What they're doing, they're, what they're doing, there used to be ancient traditions about these Abrahamic religions where God was keeping everything on a record, and it's a diluted form of that. They're combining two different things. There's no hall of records that have to do with the Ashcraft records. Um, what they're talking about is, you know, this, everything's being recorded in heaven. People used to know this, and it got conflated somehow, you see? Well, the information just goes into the environment. That's what happens. It doesn't go into a hall of records. But the angels keep track of everything. See how they conflated everything, they merged it together? That's, that's what happens. Confusion, see? What you have all through history, you have, an, you have a fresh influx of, of information, truth, from authoritative prophet or whoever. And then as time goes on, it, it, it becomes progressively corrupted, unless there's a fresh influx. So this has always happened. It's always corrupted. Christians don't understand this. They think everything's being preserved by the Holy Spirit. Give me a break. Where's this at? I don't see this going on. So this is what you would expect things to be corrupted, and that's what happened with that. So. Everything is being corrupted. And, uh, there is something good happening right now. The uh, human resonance, which is the, uh, the natural vibration of the frequency yeah. the Earth vibrates uh-huh. at. Have you seen what it's been doing lately? Well, see, we're in the age of Aquarius, if you want to use that terminology. There's a a Hebrew zodiac, okay? So we don't have to use this Latin terminology from the the enemy. Uh, We can appeal to the ancient Hebrew zodiac. I don't remember what this would be called, some kind of Hebrew term, obviously. But um, that kind of thing would be compatible with that. Yeah. It it was 7.8 forever. And uh, uh-huh. it's up to like in, you know in the fifties, forties, somewhere in that like right now. It is it is just skyrocketing lately. So yeah, because uh, we're in we're actually in a new age. It's, it's funny that yeah, that sound. They buy up just with that term, and this age has this, a, a unique energy signature that's superior to the age of Pisces. It's going to be better. It's going to take time. It's going to get. Well, I talk about this. It's going to get better and better, but it's going to affect groups of people. And actually, when there's an upswing in the energetic environment, people are not prepared to benefit from it. They're, all their energy is, a lot of their energy is blocked. And that was all done deliberately, so they couldn't benefit so, from it. So that's why that? they did the toxins, huh? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a delay tactic. They just, they can't stop it. They're trying to yeah, slow it down. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Slow it down. But see, other people, we can feel it. Most people can't feel anything. They've been shut down. 
Yeah. yeah. That makes perfect sense now why they've yep. been doing all these, all, you know, spreading the toxins everywhere, trying to... Uh, well, you know perfectly well the if, there's something, if there's something good coming or something good happening, they're going to try to sh- shut it down or delay it. Mm-hmm. Dam- they'll try to dampen it, right? Dampen it. Yep. And then shut down the information and create confusion. That's what they did with 2012. All the things that people predicted, nothing happened. But something happened anyway, and people still haven't figured it out. They got uh, taken out by all the confusion, you see. Usually, you just create lots of confusion. That, that will be sufficient. Because the average person, he doesn't, he either does a research or he's not, he's incapable of processing uh, information so he can distinguish between the wheat and the chaff. He doesn't have these skills. These are skills that you're not born with. You have to acquire them. So have they been doing this? Have they been honing their skills of discernment? No. No. So what do you expect? Well, I expect very little. <laughs> Nothing at all. It's not that hard to fool them, is it? I've yeah, said before that, is very tough to, to, to learn. I've said before that when you go to a, a magic show, unless you're an insider, like Emily knows how some of these tricks because she was a magician's assistant, they're going to fool you every time. You will not understand. They'll uh, take you down right on down the line. Well, these guys are a lot better magicians. And yet these arrogant people on YouTube think they can decrypt everything and decode it, figure it out, explain it. You see the arrogance? They're highly presumptuous people. They're not very smart. You just understand that one thing. You know, like canny, just that if you just process that one thing, you go, okay, that's a good point. They're not qualified. They can't figure out these massive tricks, but they got monetized channels, and they, they, they're seduced by their own ego, and they want to believe that they can discover the truth, and they also want to believe that they have discovered the truth. How they discover the truth? No, they're just borrowing from each other, and they're all confused. They have bits and pieces of truth, but everybody does, you know. Some of these things that they've covered up, um, they're kind of thinly veiled. So if you actually make the effort to, you know, become engaged in a treasure hunt, because that's what it is, because everything's hidden, everything's significant, you're going to actually bump into certain things. You can't help it. But a lot of people bump into the truth, they don't even know what happened. They just march on like, oh, nothing happened. I didn't see anything. Did you? No. No. You know what I mean? Go with the propaganda. Anyway. Here I am pushing a shopping cart in danger of going on a rant. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> That's for room one. Yeah, I pushed that shopping cart around, and the demons were reacting. I Okay, I never even said this on the show. <clears throat> I was out in the parking lot. There's lots of times I was sat out in that parking lot and sat my butt down. I just sit there and talk. It's real hot. As soon as I got out there, this guy comes out to me. He says, you can sit there for 10 minutes. He's one of these security guards. I, I took my, uh, my headphones off. I said, what did you say? He said, you can sit there for 10 minutes. I was real nice to him. I said, oh, okay. I'm just doing a little podcast here. You know, I got a radio show. This can be kind of funny. I think he might have seen me before marching around in circles. And he goes, here's that guy again. You know, <laughs> I can understand it. I can understand that he would say that. If he doesn't understand what I'm doing, he probably thinks I'm crazy or something. Because I've done that in this parking lot, in this store. And the uh, the guard came over and spoke to me. So I was marching back and forth. I looked like I was angry. 
And I think somebody called somebody on a cell phone or something because they felt threatened. And there was this black girl that was gave me this really angry look. She was looking like, turn the hard left, looking back at me, you know. I wanted you to turn marching. You weren't marching, were you? <laughs> I was marching back and forth. I'd walk about 20 feet and then turn around. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, I was really amped up. I don't think I was doing a podcast. I was just on a phone call. But I was really agitated. I can't remember what it, what the heck it was. <laughs> so. Are you still there, Chuck? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. What room is this that you're in right now? It's called the Madcap Lab. And the reason I opened it is because I didn't want to open uh, room two. I thought we might, I didn't know what was going to happen. We could talk about personal stuff, you know, and then I don't really want people to hear it. But after a while, I go, I think it's probably going to do okay here. So uh, I, I actually opened it up. It's, it's visible. But you'd have to be following uh, me to know to know it's there. Uh, I, I saw it in the email. That, that, that's what Bob just found. Yeah. I'm going to look uh, at the chat room and see if uh, anybody's in there. Uh, is is uh, the... Emily Knows Code. Is that the old podcast from uh, a long time ago? What's that? Uh, it's in this Madcap Laughs. It was, Madcap uh, is, it, it, this is a newer room than uh, room two. Selling those codes and Dave is getting schooled. That's old, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, I uploaded that into uh, room one or possibly room two. Um, um, let me see here. I called Emily. She didn't answer me. Anyway, um, those, those podcasts there with Emily, I was really big on those podcasts. Those are the first two calls that I did with her. Um, one of them is the first conversation I had with her and I'm going to upload those two and they're going to have, um, they're going to have summer music on them, like surfing music. You'll love it. Well, trust me, I'm an expert on this. And uh, because, you know, she's a California girl, so I'm going to play. I always wanted to do that. I had actually sat down and I created bumper music for it, but um, I didn't have anybody to produce it. Well, now I have somebody to produce the show, and we're going to do it. And I may, it's a, it's a, I think it's like four hours and 11 minutes or something like that the first time I talked to her. It was great, man. And uh, I may actually split that up into three podcasts and put bumper music on it. I mean, that's what I was thinking about yesterday. I was working on the bumper music because I, I forgot some of it, but I, I got it back. And it'll be fun. I wanted to do it last summer. You know, play, you don't want to play summer music in the winter, right? You know? And it actually ends with a Beach Boys song that hardly anybody's heard because it's a new one. They put out an album in 2012, and it's called uh, uh, Summer's Gone. It's, really, it's a really sad song. I love, I love the Beach Boys' sad songs. And, you know, it's about summer ending. And I want to do it, you know, like in September, ideally, when the summer's coming to an end. Great song, man. <laughs> I really love OM. She, uh, she sent me a care package that came in the mail yesterday, and uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow, what a, what a great person. 
Hey, uh, Fionn is on the call. Who is Fionn again? I forget. Oh, is that uh, is that Georgie? No. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm uh, Ross, Chris's friend. Oh, that's right. I figured it was either one or the other, yeah. Yeah, I looked at that chat that we had, and that one guy was in there uh, inquiring about the show and stuff like that. If that ever happens again, just tell him to um, tell him to email me. Tell him that the email is um, you know up in the uh, the show the show notes for at the very top, and has my email because I really really want to connect with these people. And sometimes you've got quality people that come in there one night and you never see them again. And I'm just going, dang it, you know what I mean? Because I, yeah. I was uh, I wasn't paying any attention to the chat room at all. So, what part of the country ah. do you live in again? What time zone? Texas, Central Time. Oh, okay. You're up kind of late. Yeah. Well, Chris is in Alabama, Chuck's in Wisconsin, so. I didn't want you to know your ears. It's Friday night. So, we're trying to do a question and answer show tomorrow. I tried to do one last time, but there was no questions. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get a group of people together. And um, and we talked for quite a while. I think we talked for over an hour before we pushed the record button, and I just took off. And the last time I did that, it turned out to be Rantology 401, which is one of the best ones I've ever done. Pastor Charles was talking for about 45 minutes. It, it, it makes it sound like I just took off like right away. But actually, if you don't push the record button, the energy kind of builds. And... People start meshing together, and um, you kind of get connected a little bit, focused. And it can be very powerful if you push the button along the way at some point. And that's what I did on that show. It, um, I, I'm sure I'll upload it tonight. I, I, I actually uploaded it, but um, our producer in England, he, um, the file was a little bit too big because he added some. Um, <laughs> he added the church, these church bells. <laughs> At the very beginning, like, ding dong, ding dong, like, wake up Christians, you know. And the yeah. file was just a little bit too big. But I, but he has another uh, audio file without that, and I'll be able to upload that. So I'll also upload it tonight. It's a possibility he might fix that right away. But um, but we have, um, we have another uh, two-part podcast with bumper music. And, uh, and it, it's, it's really good, you know. And what I'm doing on Facebook is that uh, I'm creating an internet persona called Iggy. And Iggy is the, he's the DJ, okay? Like, people get irritated with him. Like, Dave, why do you refer to yourself in the third person? Because they're always, like, on this ego thing. Dave has this big ego. He's trying to promote himself. As if I'm promoting myself, you know. I have, I have never really done that. But they go, why, do you, why does he speak in the third person? It's just kind of humorous. It's not some big profound thing. But uh, on Facebook, you'll see these different pictures of Iggy. Uh, some, you know, he'll be making the different faces. <laughs> like, for instance, the post tonight. It says, the first word is Iggy. Iggy says that uh, the Madcap is open. And then I said something about Sid Barrett. Uh, he was the founder of uh, Pink Floyd, you know? Yeah. He blew, blew his brains out on acid. According to what we're told, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. And he checked out pretty early. And uh, a bad trip. But anyway, uh, he his first solo album. <laughs> he's got a picture of a 
a girl that's totally naked. It's from the backside. And it's called The Madcap Laughs. And that album, I, there's, that's an album cover there, but it's an alternative one that came out later because they didn't want the nudity on there. And they actually allowed that. Um, uh, it was that, within the early 70s. The woman was totally nude. Remember, um, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, they put out an album in 69 where they were both totally nude. She had this great big, huge pubic triangle, and I'm just going, <laughs> what were they thinking? Of course, you know, John Lennon's an interesting guy because on, on one level you're saying, well, he's on mind control too, but then he acts like he's some kind of a rebel. And the theory is, is that Yoko Ono was, uh, she was, there's no question, she was from an elite Japanese Illuminati family. And the theory is, and I'm not disagreeing with it, she was sent to him and it kind of keep him under wraps, kind of steer him. I, I think that she was his handler to some degree. I don't have a problem with that at all. But he was always kind of intellectually, he was a rebel, you know what I mean? And he spoke against the Illuminati. But see, today we're more sophisticated. Just because somebody speaks against the Illuminati, that doesn't mean that they're not an agent. Because we were talking about at the beginning here that they will roll out these Christians. The fake Christians, you know, in the sports or pop stars. Because they've got to have so many of them. You would expect them. And they're there to fool the Christians and the other people, too. But, just to, you know, because he would come out Justin Bieber, as if he even requires a comment, deserves a comment. I mean, what a joke. Who's going to believe that that is all genuine? Why would you do that? Well, people that are not thinking. It's just a big show, man, you know. He's a mind control slave, let's face it, just like uh, Miley Cyrus, right? Well, the thing is, if... If these fake heroes like John Lennon, because, like, you know, they came out with something like, you know, John Lennon versus the, the government, John Lennon versus the state or whatever. And what was it, Nixon that wanted uh, John Lennon out, out of the country and the Beatles or whatever? But uh-huh. if if these fake heroes are throwing up the monocornato or whatever, the devil horns, well, they, they're exposed. Uh, no, that doesn't mean anything because they can be told to do that. They can be told. <laughs> In fact, I think a lot of times they are told to do that. You know, when it's right out in the public and stuff like that, it's kind of dumb to do that. So why are you doing it? Well, um, I think a lot of times they're told, but not, 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 not every time, but I think a lot of times they're told to do it. Yeah, I'm talking about when it's really super obvious, you know it's going to be photographed, and people are going to see it. I think in those situations, I think a lot of times they're told to do that. So, but not always, so. Hey, Dave. Yeah? Have you heard of Karl von Reichenbach? Oh, yeah. The German guy who I've discovered about the him. Odic Force? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've talked about him, yeah. Uh, Eric, i talked about him more than I have. There's an old podcast in uh, the, the old Room 1, which is now gone on TalkShoe, but it's still on iTunes. And it says etheric energy. And Eric went into detail about that. He was talking by himself. Okay. And then Connie, this is funny, Connie was supposed to come on there and present after that. When he got through, well, she actually started the show. And and, uh, she got got cold feet. So anyway, Connie Connie came on there, and she started talking about, um, she was going to talk about these um, these, uh, cell phone towers that were disguised as church people. 
And you know what happened? She got cold feet, and she dropped off the line. She got scared. And so there's like, I think there's like four minutes of dead air that's never been taken out. But that presentation that Eric did is really good. You can go listen to that. It's in room one. It, it's, it's down to the bottom. It's one of the first things we did, and it's on iTunes. I, it's a big file, so it has to be, um, it has to be condensed because it's too big to upload. But I, I plan on getting all that audio out there eventually, and we'll be able to do that now that we have a, somebody producing the show. Uh, today I was on uh, this program called Discord. Chris McCoons was helping us set it up. We got really frustrated. But Dave Colham is going to help us. He's the one that's producing the show. He doesn't produce every podcast, just the ones that need something, you know. And uh, that is a bizarre program to figure out. I mean, I, I was getting so frustrated with that stuff. I'm not, uh, I, I told Chris I'm a really patient person. People know that. I've been waiting all these years. But um, I do get frustrated with um, technology because I've spent like three hours trying to figure something out and you can't figure it out. Even though you yeah, spend all yeah. the time, I'm just going. And when you're doing that, there's no certainty you're going to figure it out. I start getting discouraged. I lose hope. If I have somebody with me, I'll keep plugging away at this. I'm by myself. I just go screw it, and then I get frustrated because I, I haven't accomplished anything really. Um, I actually have, you know, because you figure out something. You know, okay, don't do this, don't do that. You already know that, but uh, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. So. I got my head up in the clouds, man. I've got so many lofty things thrown around in my head. I, I will tell people I'm not that much earthly good. I think that's why God designed me. I've been this able to get away. I've been able to get away with living like this for a long time. So <laughs> that's I guess just the way God made me. And in the future. Uh, these things are all going to be delegated. I've already talked to Chuck about this. A lot of these things are going to be delegated to Chuck. And then as soon as we get more people coming in, then it will be delegated to people below Chuck because he's going to be doing other things. We've already talked about these things. The things could happen at any time. I had high expectations for last spring. It's kind of puzzling to me. And, uh, but I definitely believe... That this, um, you don't see me making a big thing out of it. See, the word omen is it's a difficult word. Uh, Christians are so ignorant, they think that has to do with the cult or something, you know. But from an ancient perspective, whether it's a Christian or not, this would be commonly accepted as an omen for America. This eclipse on the 21st of August, no question. And an omen doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. They usually are. But I don't think this is, this is a, this is bad, but it doesn't mean that anything's going to happen anytime soon. It could be a year and a half later, you know, but I, I think that something's going to happen before too long. I already thought it's going to happen this year. I'm surprised it hasn't. So, in fact, I was just talking today about, you know, like this Iggy stuff on Facebook. <clears throat> this might be Iggy's last stand because uh, when the economy goes down and we go to war with North Korea, Things are not going to be funny anymore, man. It's not going to be funny. You know what I mean? It's going to get serious real quick. And I'm going to put Iggy in the retirement. <laughs> I could do that anytime, anyway. <laughs> Just fooling around. Well, our government's definitely doing everything they can to uh, heat, heat the situation up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 
Congress and Senate and everything and passing that bill. Uh, it was definitely designed to upset Russia, China, Absolutely. and uh, North Korea. We've been talking about how Russia and China are creating these drugs that really destroy people. They destroy their flesh. You can uh, go oh, yeah. I'll, crocodile. I'll they, uh, yeah, we, you talked about that. Chris. That's a weapon from China. It's a weapon against the people. Absolutely. Did you? And I have, have to heard say, of, uh, MDMA, Molly. Have you heard that? that? Molly or MDMA? Is that, for, is that from Russia? Ecstasy. That's from China. Okay. So, so there. Okay, there's this drug. Okay, you can buy a kilogram of it, and it, it, I watched a. Uh, it was like Drugs Inc. Or, or something. You know, it's one of these late night shows. And this guy bought two kilos, and it looks just like Molly. Apparently, it's just like this. It's this big chunk of crystal, and he cut it down into grams and one tenth grams, and was out selling it. And he bought it from China, and he paid, you know, literally maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars for like you know pounds of it. And he went and sold it all, and, and it was made like a hundred thousand dollars. And it gives you almost the ceiling from. Bali or MDMA, but it's not quite the same. And uh-huh. so China is designing all these designer chemicals that uh, the, the U.S. government can't keep up with it because as soon as they ban one of them, China yeah. has 16 more. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's so, what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, it's so like you got fentanyl. Okay, so they they found a way to design a uh, you know a, a, a artificial fentanyl that they're creating fake Xanax bars. And they're somehow getting these Xanax bars onto the street in America, and people are having, uh, they're dying from taking a couple of Xanax bars. And uh, it, it's like fentanyl is very, very potent. It's, I don't know how many times stronger than morphine it is, but mm-hmm. they have found a way to create all these things for dirt cheap, and you can order it off the internet easily. You know, you could probably do a Google search right now and find it and order it and have it at your house within a week. And then go out and sell it. The key is it's not even illegal yet because, you know, the government, the U.S. government can't keep up with all these drugs because as soon as they make one illegal, they come out with a new one. Just like those uh, bath salts, as soon as they make one formulation illegal, they just release the new formulation. Uh-huh. It's, it's a mess, man. It's a complete mess. And, and you know, China, uh, they, were, they, they made a bunch of uh, uh, toys for uh, dogs and cats. And the the materials that they used were so toxic, all the dogs and cats were getting throat cancer and all these cancers and were dying. And of course, you know I know all about that due to what my uh, stepmother does for a living. I know all about the you know the vet world. I hear these things, and uh, you know if they're poisoning animals with plastic and rubber balls and you know toys, what do you mm-hmm. think they're doing with drugs? I mean that's yeah. that's war, you know that that's an act of war, killing our people. Yeah, absolutely, you know horrible products. And here we are, you know, going to Walmart and supporting all China with all this junk that they sell us, which is just pure junk, pure garbage. Yeah. Well, what China's doing is they're they're creating food that is deliberately toxic, and we don't have certain yep. about it. The FDA is not protecting us. They're yep. poisoning that food that is off the charts, and they, they, the Chinese themselves don't eat it. They try to give it to us. It's a weaponized food. Did, did you see that YouTube video what? of uh, how they're making rice? They're making it out of plastic. Oh my God! Yes, that's a good example. Of that right. Wait, wait, say that again, Chuck. Yeah, again, plastic please? rice. Plastic what? Plastic rice. Oh my God! 
It looks just like rice. It kind of it looks exactly like rice. Wow. Byproducts. Now, now, how do they do that? I mean, it's obviously not entirely plastic. No, no. Well, it's partial plastic. Partly, yeah, partly plastic. Well, see, when you're eating, like, hydrogenated oils, now, the top of thinking about it, most people are eating, they have a diet that has loaded with hydrogenated and semi-hydrogenated oils. That is illegal in New York City in restaurants. Well, how does that, and we, the, the government doesn't even protect the people over here. No. We don't realize the standards in Europe are totally different. Like over in India, way they will not, over in India, they will not even allow Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's way too much MSG. Yeah. Here, yeah, that's, even that's, in part, Russia that's, too. that's part of the American diet. Kentucky Fried yeah, Chicken. Yeah, Russian Monsanto. That's the secret formula, by the way, is high MSG. Yeah, and they they renamed it. It's now had it now has ten new names to to confuse yeah. people who yeah. uh, yeah. look into that. And what do they call it? Finger looking good. Yeah, I <laughs> looking like that two nights ago. I haven't eaten for a long time, and I uh, I got sick. I was I was almost in a vomit all night long. My stomach was just turning, and uh, a piece of like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Horrible in my system. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, if you're not, uh, if you eat a lot of it, uh, you won't have problems. I know it sounds crazy because people would think the opposite, but your body will adapt to the poison. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not used to it and you eat that stuff, it'll make you sick. Yeah. Now, you know you always talk about the life force? Uh-huh. Uh, one of the videos that I sent you recently, it has nothing to do with early in photography or life force, but it showed, and I told Chuck about this, it showed, uh, it, it did Korean photography of a GMO vegetable or a fruit, and then it did the, or a plant, and then it did Korean photography of non-GMO, and the amount of color coming off the non-GMO in the Korean photography image was unbelievable. Uh-huh. So you yeah. can tell this is all by design to eliminate the life force and yep. to eliminate to eliminate the nutrients that we need to live, you know? Yeah, and then, you know something? Um, well, first of all, a lot of that stuff, like, you know, it's like a lot of nuts is actually radiated when it comes in the country, and they say it's protect us. And then it's already uh, devalued as far as the nutrient content. But then what do people do? I, li- I live with people who put most of their food in the microwave. Yeah, which destroys it. If there was anything even left, like a trace, it's gone now. Unbelievable. And so that's why I said, um, what was the other day? I don't remember. Oh, I was talking to uh, Barbara today. I've said it before, that people are living off cosmic energy from the stars and the sun and the moon. That's what we live off of. Otherwise, they'd be dead. It's all frequency. That's what the vitamin and mineral is. It's a frequency. And I talked about how you can prove that when you go to like a New Age fair. They're trying to sell you colonial minerals. And they will photograph your hand with curly photography, and then they'll give you the colloidal minerals, and then you, you have this. They'll photograph it again. You have this vibrant spectrum of light in your hand, right? And you're going, "Wow, this really works." And, it, and it's, it's, it's genuine, yeah. But see, that proves that it's frequency. But everything is frequency. They cover that up. Now, isn't this interesting that everything is frequency, and yet do you ever hear that on television one single time? Ever? No. It's like you don't ever, ever, ever hear about subtle electromagnetic fields on television, do you? Ever. Right. Total. Not, when, I talk, when I talk to people locally, what I do, I talk about conspiracy facts. I use empirical mathematics. 
you know, redundant patterns. And I say, do you ever hear this acknowledge this power? And they go, no. I say, well, you know, that's by intelligent design and forethought. They don't want you to hear. I mean, as the decades fly by, you should hear these things eventually, just, you know, by random chance. But no, it's, it, they got it on lockdown. Keep the people stupid, see. Yeah, I've been researching Tesla's uh, 369 for as long as I can remember, and I cannot find anything about it. But he basically said, if you know 369, you know the answer to the uh, to the universe. And it's all about, hmm. you know, you know, he's always said it's all about frequency, vibration. But 369 is supposed to be some code that will unlock all kinds of secrets. It was some number that Tesla talked about. I forget what it was. Your vo- your audio is a little low again. And you've you've done something to adjust it, and it's immediately better, louder. Whatever you do, are you on a speakerphone? Chris. So uh, my son is uh, he's he's asleep now, so I'm going to take his headphones and uh-huh. connect them to my uh, to my phone. But he's right. right now. But yeah, I want to figure out this three six nine man, but I I can't. It's got something to do with vortexes and, and frequency and vibration, and I cannot figure it out for the life of uh, me. We're going to do a show on music uh, next Saturday, not this one, with a guy I've never talked to, a new contact. His name is Chad. <laughs> and uh, But we're going to talk about frequencies, too, because he's into that kind of stuff. You know, frequencies and how it relates to music and, you know, music that you can use for healing. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. about that kind of stuff, yeah. Frequencies. There's frequencies in music. There's actually your attitude and your thought pattern. You can, uh, um, you, you, you know, the way you think even changes the frequencies of body and your perception to how people perceive yeah, you. So, so yeah. That might be part of that 369 type thing you're talking about. Chuck, is, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, Hey, did, did, did you guys know that, uh, I'm not sure when it was done, but at some point, okay, so all musical instruments were tuned in harmony with the, uh, with, with, with a certain range of frequencies that were actually harmonic with, with our bodies. Uh, at some point, they were forced to shift everything to something that is now disharmonic. So when you listen to music now, it's no longer good for you. When in the past, it, like, you know, like, uh, I guess the 40s and 50s or whatever, before they figured this out, that music was good for you to listen to it. And then they forced everybody to switch, you know, like the uh, frequency of the guitar, the piano, all that stuff was, was switched. And I don't know what the date was that they did that, but they did it, and it's now disharmonic. So it's no mm-hmm. longer as good. It's not good for you. But mm-hmm. the, the frequencies are called the solfeggio frequencies. And I actually, I did a lot of uh, work with that like maybe 10 years ago. And I bought tons and tons of CDs and I used those. And, uh, you know, who knows if it's, you know, pseudoscience or whatnot. I don't know. It, it definitely worked for me. It could have been the placebo effect. But, yeah, uh, look up. It's S-O-L-F-E-G-G-I-O. So, oh, yeah. You know, there's, quite, there's quite a few uh, YouTube videos on there. There's a ton of information on the Internet about it. And uh, the, those those frequencies, I think uh, I know, like supposedly four five eight is the frequency of love. Uh-huh. 
You know? Yeah. How do you prove that? It's it's, it's not provable, but. Uh, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. No, it's provable because it has to do with the chakras. They each have a different frequency zone. So, uh, uh, well, Chad, yeah. and I, Chad and I actually talked about that in tech really early. We talked about that. I actually have um, uh, different CDs that talk yeah, about me too. The, the Solfigo or whatever you call, you call it there. Uh, it says it right on the, on the CD. So, yeah. It, it's generally yeah, called... Healing. Will, it's called healing music. That's a general term. He, there's subsets yeah, of it that's called you, healing music. Take yeah. some, uh, you take some old Mozart or Bach and put it on and go low before you go to bed at night. You sleep like a baby all night long. I will tell you that. Okay? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that personally. No problem at all. I've done the experiment where you take the uh, take Bach or Mozart and uh, put it next to a plant. And in another room, put rap music next to a plant. Water them the same, make sure they get the exact same type of sunlight, and watch what happens. Watch which plant flourishes and which plant doesn't grow very well. Mm-hmm. You did it's that amazing. Oh. Yeah, I've done it. I've All also right. done it with, uh, I've also done experiments with, uh, with rice, where uh, I, I learned this from uh, Dr. Mario Imoko, and so I cooked rice, and then uh, I, I, uh, I took some, uh, I, t- I took some water, and uh, the water that I took it in, I screamed at the water, and then, uh, you know, I did several experiments. So one of them, before I, before I boiled the rice, I screamed at the water, like, you know, thirsted, it, you know, told it I hate you, I want to kill you, all this other stuff. And then the other water, I told it I love you. Okay, so then I uh, cooked the rice and then uh, put it in Tupperware, put it in the refrigerator, and the rice that I said positive things to lasted longer. And then the next experiment was I cooked the rice. Uh, they, both rice were cooked in the same pot. And then I put them in separate uh, Tupperware. And then on one Tupperware, I taped, I love you, I forgive you, thank you, I'm sorry, all that kind of stuff. And then on the other one, I put all kinds of nasty things. And same situation, the rice that had the nasty stuff on there, uh, it, it grew like fungus or mold or something, uh, and the other one was completely fine. This is something that you can do. You can test yeah. this and have the results within a week right now. Anybody can do it. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. It, there's, it all has to do with intent, and the frequencies are different based on your intent. And uh, the words each have a energy. Every word has an energy signature. Well, what you just said is actually huge. I mean, like you say, if you, that quick a result, that is uh, yeah, absolutely huge, and nobody nobody's ever implemented that. Or they won't take the time to do it. It doesn't take any time at all. How long does it what? take to boil rice? What? How what long does it take to write something? How many other how many other practices do you actually apply this to? From medical to uh, self self healing to uh, exactly uh, overall well being. You know. I mean, you know, oh, I did another one. I, I did another one. I just remembered. Uh, okay, so here's another one you can do. You can take water, and you can do the whole stream at it and say nasty things to it and then freeze it, right? And then look at it under – you don't even need a really big microscope. You, just, you can have a strong magnifying glass. Uh-huh. And look at, the, look at the formation of crystals in the I love you category compared uh-huh. to the I hate you. The I hate you crystals just look, you know, 
they're not attractive to look at. And then the, the I love you crystals are beautiful. Well, okay, what we just said was like daily application of this. What if you prayed over every 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 time you ate or every time you took a drink mm-hmm. of water, you actually prayed over it like you're supposed to? Right. And then what are, what are our bodies made of primarily? I mean, how easy is that to... Uh, I, I don't do it every glass of water, every meal. I mean, I, know, I should know for all of this discussion we're having right yeah, now. Chuck, Why would I not? Why would I not? Chuck, yeah. before I drink water, the energy signature is already altered. But whenever I eat something, unless I forget, I always ask for it to be energized and, 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 and uh, to be toxified. And, uh-huh. and, and, and I say about three or four different things. It's yeah. not really, I guess you could call it a prayer. Well, sure. But I'm trying to really? neutralize the toxicity. Yeah. That, um, I absolutely believe it works. With water? Sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to Yeah. Um, back when I had the big thing with water jugs, I would take all the jugs and put them in my living room, and I would, uh, I would take, I would, I would broadcast all kinds of different things to, to the water. Like, uh, you know, for instance, sometimes it would be like, uh, you know, people like, uh, in, in church, people singing hymns, like a YouTube video where I would just play it over and over and over again. And then the Om Mani Padme Hum which I don't believe is a bad thing. I think it's some it, uh, some kind of Buddhist thing, but I don't believe it's bad. No, it's not. Um, uh, I did all those things, and I would sit there and charge the water up, and I would do it for, like, literally all day long, just put put all these files on repeat where it would play all day long while it works. And so I'd have all these big Kentwood water bottles completely charged. And then I would drink it. Of course, you don't feel any difference when you drink it, but, I mean, it's got to be doing something positive for you because our bodies are made up primarily of water. You know? I used to carry around a card in my uh, wallet uh, about the alm sound. There was, a, there, was a, there was a couple that came on Coast to Coast AM, and all they talked mm-hmm. about was this alm sound. Yeah, how beneficial it is. The Christians are going to yeah. say you're worshiping a demon. It, look, it, it's just a sound. It's a frequency. Get a clue, man. It's a vibration. It's going to be a vibration. That's what it does. Yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah. that vibration does. That vibra- that ohm vibration, if you do it really loud and uh, and consistently, it'll start vibrating the pineal gland because it's, you know, it, you know, pineal gland is literally right above the roof of your mouth, you know? And it, so it'll vibrate, vibrate the pineal gland and who's to say it's not effective in uh who's to say it's not effective in maybe, you know, breaking off some of that calcium that's deposited yeah. uh, you yeah. know, on the wall. Yeah. By the way, I just want to tell real quick, because people are concerned about that. I actually had a guy ask me how do you decalcify your pineal gland? The best way is to take hydrogen peroxide. however you want to do it, put it on your forehead. Um, you can't put too much on and you gotta be careful because it will turn your hair a lighter color, so you want to put yeah, a little bit on it. I mean, I, I don't use this. You could use a little tiny brush or something like that. I just put it on with my hand. I cuff it. Actually, what I do, I, I'll put it on my chest, and then the excess I will put on my forehead. And I do it, you know, like three times usually, maybe four, because it's only a little amount that you can't put too much on. But I guarantee you that it decalcifies your pineal gland. I think it's the most powerful thing it you does. can do. It does. And, and, and also, I, I will do it before a show, and it elevates my mind. It, it gets into my bloodstream somehow, and affects my brain because it gets into the blood. 
Because it's not, it's not going to pass through your skull. So how does it affect your brain? Because you can tell it affects my, your brain. Dermal, dermal, fusion, dermal fusion, you know, absolutely. Um, I actually did a lot of research on this recently because I'm trying to detoxify mine. And uh, if you want, I can give you a quick summary of it. It's just some food. But, um, okay, so uh, uh, let me see. So, you know, fluoride plays a key part in causing the calcify or causing the calcium to bond to the uh, inner wall of the uh, pineal gland. And so, uh, you know, number one thing you can do is stop drinking tap water and uh, start getting, or you get a filter, you know, to get the fluoride out. But um, you want to eat foods that are high in boron. Um, and, you know, boron foods are uh, like avocados, uh, almonds, uh, dates, I think, prunes, raisins. Um, and then uh, keiko or kako, how do you say that? Keiko? Keiko, maybe? Uh, all Ginko. I know is that it's Ginko, Ginko biloba. No, no, Keiko, C-A-C-A-O. Okay. Um, what it does Cacao. is it increases fat polarization. Yeah, is it, is it cake Um It's a superfood, and I know that it uh, it increases blood flow to the pineal gland, and it contains a ton of uh, antioxidants. Um, now, there, there's some other things that you can just buy that are real simple. That help de- they help decalcify and uh, get, the, get the heavy metals out, and that is uh, garlic, um, apple cider vinegar, um, Oregano, of course, everybody knows oregano is awesome. And then some of the um, some of the herbal supplements that are, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know about these, but this is just from my research, is uh, licorice, uh, lavender, uh, chamomile, uh, ginseng is really good as well. Uh-huh. Um, garlic is huge. Yeah, what, what's that? Ginkgo? Ginkgo is good for your brain. Ginseng. Ginseng. Oh, I thought you said chenko. Yeah, chlorophyll-rich uh, superfoods, raw apple cider vinegar, raw cacao, bacon, however you say it, oregano oil, um, iodine. But you got to be careful about your iodine. You know, you want to get it out of foods and and, and not uh, the, you know sodium iodine, which is like your 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 crappy table salt. Um, a, a really good supplement is a less lecithin sup- supplement. Yeah, it's a uh, brain booster, but they can be quite expensive. Um, but you want it if you buy a lecithin, not, you want to get non-GMO and non-soy, and that's that's a really really good one. Um, I took lecithin for years, but it was always a soy. You know, I don't take yeah, it anymore. Don't I, just, I can't soy. afford it. So yeah, it's expensive, man. It's it's real expensive. It breaks down the bad cholesterol. Yeah. I know pineapple's another one. Basically, it's like eating a raw diet. And, and you know, eating a raw diet, it helps. Um, I know, uh, you know, of course, alcohol, uh, mercury, you know, that, you want to avoid uh, big fish. Uh, you know, you don't want to eat a lot of mercury because that gets deposited in your brain. Um, processed foods, you want to avoid sugar, you want to avoid tobacco. Um Gosh, I'm trying to remember everything. Uh, a lot of those were high antioxidant fruits and vegetables. Yes. Dark colored. Distilled water. 
the main thing you can do is cut off your uh, cut off your constant intake of fluoride, and that that includes drinking beer and wine and sodas. Yeah. All of those are loaded with fluoride, and unless it's organic, loaded they do have organic beer and wine now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I like things that are really cheap, and uh, rosemary is a very cheap, inexpensive, traditional herb for your for your brain, helps your mind. Yeah, it is. You know, you just take it, put it in water, stir it. You can put apple cider vinegar, salt, or something, and just knock it down. Otherwise, you're going to be taking capsules, and that's that's when it gets expensive. You know. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't have to taste uh, good. You know. <laughs> People want everything to taste good. It blows me away what they have done with the with the pineal gland. It just you know I just remember yeah. back in the uh, because okay so whenever whenever your pineal gland is completely calcified, your dreams aren't going to be as vivid. You're going to have a tougher time to have a lucid dream. It's going to be harder to ask to to not we'll just say harder to have a experience. Uh, it affects your sleep. Yeah, it affects your imagination. Um, you can no longer see like you know how children are able to see auras. And energy, and they, they yeah. Okay, and then all of a sudden that that gets that that ability gets shut down. Where you yeah, can't because of it. environmental toxins. That's the exactly. reason. Exactly. Exactly. And so now there is there is another there is another there is another factor. As you grow up in the in the cult of society in the system, you start to increasingly obey authority, and the first uh, authority you obey is your parents. And like these children will have like a childhood friend or something, and let's just forget about what that is. Like, it could be a demon, but they're seeing things yeah. in the spirit realm. They'll, they'll tell the parent, and the parent will always shut it down. They they discourage it. Oh no, you didn't see anything. I just mad. And then the child will start to accept this worldview, and they increasingly deny the supernatural. So it, that's a factor too. <clears throat> and cool. We we we've talked about the. Uh, Pineal gland before enough to I think I put it in a podcast title twice, but um, if people haven't heard this before, you can tell that um, there's something important about it because they will uh, it's portrayed esoterically as a pine cone. And you'll yeah, see that in the in Vatican. It. Yeah, the giant and pine cone. and they have it in Freemasonry. Yeah. Exactly. There you have it. They, they always have it in a form that the Christian mind can't process, right? So they, they they're not they're not going to lose anything. They're always trying to keep the Christians ignorant, and they're not going to be able to process that. That's the value of the internet, you know. That's the value of YouTube. You know, YouTube will expose something like that so people can learn and see that they're covering things up. Yeah, it's on the Pope's staff, too, if I, if I remember right. Now, also, there's all kinds of different types of ozone and oxygen therapy. You can get ozone products like in a cream, and, man, you could take some of that and put it right on your forehead and just leave it there. That would be even better than hydrogen peroxide, and it's more pure than hydrogen peroxide. Hey, uh, hey we said that again? I'm writing it down. Uh, there's... There's all kinds of ozone products out there. Ozone is a chemical cousin, like O3, of oxygen. And uh, right. it, it, they're just infused with oxygen. You can, if you, if you have, I had an ozone bubbler, and it's over at this uh, friend's house of mine, and it's been sitting there, but he never fixed it. 
he took it broke one time and he fixed it and then uh it broke a second time i gave it to him and he never gave it back to me so this ozone bubbler you would use it you would take you know produce home and then you would put it in the sink and put the bubbler in there and it it, it uh, infuses it with oxygen and destroys any kind of pesticides or anything like that it's really amazing but you can what you do is it's, you can use it to uh, ozonate a glass of water very quickly like in three minutes but you can also use it to infuse things like coconut oil or aloe vera with ozone and it, it will retain the ozone so you can make your own cream to think this is an amazing device it cost me like maybe 250 275 dollars it's got a little bubbler on it that's how you can find it on the uh, internet okay but you, but you can buy these products and a cream and you put that on your uh, I never actually thought about this man you put that on your forehead that would be the best thing to decalcify your pineal gland absolutely yeah a guy asked me a question one time how do you how do you decalcify well this is a direct approach but you know overall you just detoxify the body you know I was going to say, besides your pineal gland, would it be good for your skin? It's yeah. good for everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. A lot better than the uh, stuff they're selling today, or even the stuff they sell on today with that additive in there. Hmm. Uh, and, and one way to know that it's starting to work is you'll start to feel uh, it, it, you you you'll feel like a vibration uh, in the, where your third eye is, and uh-huh. sometimes it'll feel like there's a finger inside of your head kind of pushing out, and you'll feel these vibrations, and that's when you know that your pineal gland is starting to be restored. Is you'll feel vibrations or pressure right there, and like when I used to do the ohm, I used to I used to literally drive around when I was working. Like I say, I had a three-hour drive. I would just sit there and, and, and chant "Ohm" over and over and over again. And I'm telling you, <laughs> it vibrated. That uh, it it would hit that uh, the pineal gland. It vibrates the pineal gland, and uh, I would feel the pressure. And then every time I was close to having an out-of-body experience, I would feel intense pressure there in the third eye region. And uh, I do know that you know a lot of people have never dreamed in color. And then once you get your third eye, start you start to detoxify it, you start dreaming in color. And it's amazing you get compared to black and white. Hmm. Really cool. What happened with me is I, I bought a sound and light device. They used to call a mind machine. And it can create any kind of frequency for whatever you want to achieve. And uh, I've talked about how it's not uncommon for a Buddhist monk to, you know, meditate for 20 years, a lot of these things are very hard. People in the New Age movement, they think it's real easy. No, it's not. It's hard. No. But to get into a deep, a deep theta state, a delta state is when you're sleeping. It's very difficult. The theta state is the rarest. Most people are in a beta state. Now, someone like me is like in more of an alpha state a lot. They don't really get into that alpha state that much. But if they do, they're moving from that into Delta or something like that, or they go into Delta directly when they fall asleep. But um, you can zero right in on these different um, frequencies. And so you don't need to go around and meditate anymore. I mean, it's almost it's like cheating. It's superior. And the same thing with, you know, the uh, 
you know, the ohm sound. You're doing the same thing with a machine. It's more efficient. Trust me, I know what I'm talking. I have the best mind yeah, machine out I've there. Yeah, I've got a, uh, a machine that does that. It's on my computer, and it's uh, it's called Neuro Programmer. And uh, uh-huh. it'll, oh. you, can, you can you can pick you can pick what uh, what 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 stage you want to go into alpha beta yeah gamma, or, or you know and then also what you can do is you can program you can record your own affirmations and then you can you can uh, decide when you want them to be in there and how often they're repeated like let's say you have fifty affirmations that you personally recorded and then you can have them uh, you know broadcasted uh, or played. You know, every five minutes, you know, and it'll repeat as many times as you want. And so what I would do is, like, I would have no, you know, none of those affirmations, and I would wait for, like, 20 minutes. So I'm definitely into, a, you know, an altered state of consciousness. And then you're basically programming your subconscious with those. And it's your yeah. own words, so, so your mind is more likely to accept it because it's, it's your own voice. But the, but, the, but the program also comes with... Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you can use a ton of different voices, but they're obviously robotic, but they they sound pretty real. But um, you know, it's it, it's it's stuff that I wouldn't normally use, like stuff like people like me. You know, I'm a nice person. You know, stuff like you know garbage like that. That you know, I'm not really worried about. Uh, you know, I programmed my own, and it it had more to do with spirituality. It's like you know, um, I have the ability to you know travel. Uh, you know, out of body whenever I want, you know, stuff like that. I would put in there, you know, stuff that stuff that stuff that's important to me. I would put in there. Not, you know, the, the, the other stuff is uh is, is more geared along the lines to material possessions, like wealth and earning uh-huh. money and you know stuff like that. Stuff that doesn't really interest me. But um, you know, you can you can create your own and record your own. It, I found it highly beneficial. And I've actually uh-huh. got several of them recorded on my iTunes. Okay, I have never, ever done any kind of positive affirmations, but I absolutely do believe in them. But uh, the people that emphasize those things, they go over the, over the top. They don't believe in a sovereign yeah. God. You cannot create your own reality, although, you know, in a qualified sense you can, but you're not going to get very far. You can't override the will of God, and, uh, but they work. I mean, the placebo effect alone it's going to guarantee that affirmation is going to work some degree. Right. That's scientifically proven. Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing, the books like Think and Grow Rich and stuff like that. You know, here's the thing. If you're in a FEMA camp or a concentration camp, you can sit there and do all the positive, and you might make yourself feel better yeah. emotionally. What good you, you, you're not going to be able to uh, create you know, a whole new reality and get out of that FEMA camp. Although... There may be somebody out there that can translocate and get out of this place. You know, I, I'm not saying it's not impossible. <laughs> you have to be very skilled. You know, uh, <laughs> very gifted. But, yeah, uh, to me, they're they're very. Uh, it's kind of like uh, you know, organ. It's 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 a uh, it's a very passive tool that you can use. It's not going to have this you know profound effect on your life, but. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for me, when I was trying to uh, do these uh, spiritual experiences, I believe a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, how much you believe. Because I, yeah. I found that uh, that 
you know, a lot of these things, of course, you've got to have approval from your angel. Like you, you know, your angel is not going to let you go up, have, uh, you know, a, a uh, lucid dream or a, uh, a traveling experience without, you know, that permission. But, uh, you know, let's say you have the permission, but you have a bunch of blocks internally, and I think they help remove the blocks. And so uh-huh. that's what I was going for is, is for that. Um, but, yeah, I, I know – I know darn well that if I, you know, make a whole bunch of affirmations saying that I'm going to win the lottery, it ain't happening, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, yeah, in Christianity, yeah. this is really false Christianity. You have what's called the positive concession movement. They have a lot of different names for it, you know. And uh, yeah. But it's a fact that uh, the majority of the stuff, it does not work. You can positive confess all you want. You're still stuck in the same job, and uh, you can't get ahead and it's not working, and, and people will eventually leave. And a lot of times they abandon Christianity because, you know, I tried it, it didn't work. They associate that with Christianity. Well, look at the there, there's some truth the, law, the law of attraction. Yeah, those the law of attraction, I've talked about that before, too. That is genuine, but it's only going to take you so far. Now, the reason right. I believe in that is, see, it's, everything has to do with magnetism. Why is a woman attracted to a man and the man a woman? magnetism it's all electrical it's you live in an electrical universe and that's the basis for that and i'm a cosmic dualist and god created a reality where everything as a general rule has its electrical opposites like yin and yang sun and moon run down the line you know and so that's that that's mm-hmm. the principle behind that the law of attraction absolutely but that will only take you so far too See, if you're if you're elect believer, and God wants you to suffer, you're going to suffer. You're not going to be able to confess your way out of that, or apply the law of attraction, or or anything. Trust me, I know. <laughs> now, when I say that, I'm not talking about the situation where God tells you to do something and you refuse, and you go, you know, you don't want to bear your cross, right? Jesus said that um, mm-hmm. every man who wants to be my disciple must pick up his cross and follow after me daily. You don't have to do that, okay? And uh, you can refuse to pick up your cross, see? But I'm not talking about that either, so. I guess we got to walk through these sprinklers here. Yeah, I can hear him. <laughs> yeah, I was into that secret and the law of attraction, and I like you and I believe how many women are into that. It is amazing, uh-huh. and they have their little boards at their house with uh, like you know a million dollar house, and uh, you know their ideal uh, you know uh, husband or whatever, and they they call it their something board. Uh, I can't remember, but it's like they, they literally have a board at their house where they cut out pictures of things that they want in their life, and they, they cut the pictures out and stick it on their board. I can't remember what it's called, but they, they have those things, and they really believe in them. And, you know, hey, placebo effect might work. Maybe it's real. I don't know, but uh-huh. um, I quit doing that because I, I just resigned to the fact that if God wants me to have something, I'm going to have it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I don't well, if really he doesn't want to... you to have something, 
and he's determined that you're not going to have it, you're not going to have it. Right. That's the way it is. Yeah. You know, if he wants you to be in jail, God forbid, you're not going to get out of jail until the appointed time. No. Not going to positive confess your way out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've just kind of, you know, tried to give up my will for God's will uh-huh. and just say, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. And, uh, like last night, uh, Jesus and I had a, uh, a talk where, uh, I was in so much pain and, and I, you can hear me today, right? I sound uh-huh. a lot better. Um, I don't know what happened, but I, I feel great right now. And, uh, hmm. last, last night I, I've got a, you know, the picture of Jesus I told you about where it's got, you know, the heart. Um, it's not Jesus on the cross because I really don't like you're that talking picture. To, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've told you about it before. And I just stared at the picture and I said, Jesus, I surrender to your will. And, you know, I surrender to this pain. And, uh, you know, whatever I'm supposed to learn from this, I will learn from it. You know, but I, I do ask, I said, the pain is getting uh, severe and it's, it's uh, you know, it's making me unable to function. And I, I beg you to please, you know, just alleviate it some maybe. But if, if this is what you want, I will suffer if that's if that's what God and you know Jesus want me to do. Then I will do it. But you know, at the same time, I'm begging you to kind of tone it down a little bit and like yeah. just you know just 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 tone it down just a, just a tiny bit just so uh, so I can function a little bit. You know, so I'm you know I can you know, if I if I need to walk to the bathroom, I don't fall down or you know stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, see, he, uh, he's giving and, uh, you a cross to bear. Yeah. And he's given you the grace to have a servant attitude. He's humbled you. You see that? You know he's humbled you. Now, when he humbles you, he does that to lay the foundation for service. See, right now, you're only able to serve him uh, by agreeing with his will. You're not out there producing in an outward manner. This is the preparation for that. This is the way he works. Most Christians are programmed to flee suffering. That's what the pastors teach. They don't teach. uh, Martin Luther, he created a theological belief system called the theology of the cross. That's where we identify. I mean, this is what Paul talks about. We identify with the sufferings of Christ. And they didn't have that teaching before the first century. It was something that was new. In the uh, Hebrew scriptures, um, when they talk about, you know, the health and prosperity movement in Christianity, it's fake Christianity, actually, they're using those passages that have to do with Old Testament patriarchs, like Abraham or Job or something like that, mm-hmm. and trying to apply it to themselves. But uh, Paul brought a new teaching. Well, what I'm trying to say before I move on here is that those things are actually true. Back in the ancient world, if you obeyed God... He blessed you. Look at how, that's what it talks about in the book of Job. He was a righteous man, and God blessed him with physical abundance, which back then actually had to do with a large family and uh, lots of animals and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And actually, uh, it could be wise or anything like that. But Paul introduces a new teaching that has to do with spiritual riches. Spiritual riches, that's the emphasis, and identifying with the sufferings of Christ and laying your life down 
And you may be poor, but in the eyes of God, you're great, you see. And right. things change. And uh, this is where people get confused because they don't have a theology of the cross, you see. It's all and a, lot of people, a lot of people come right, to sorry. church for the wrong reason, just like they will marry a woman for the wrong reason. They choose a woman like a car, like a wife. And they come to church like, what can I get out of this? It's like they're a consumer. Well, actually, they are a consumer. That's all they know in consumer society. They don't come to church and say, how can I serve God here? Is this a good place for me to serve? And you notice they don't have that attitude, do they? So what am I no. going to get out of this place? And if, I don't, if they don't like it, then they, they, they leave, and they go to another church where they think that um, they get a better deal. <laughs> it's the consumer's mentality, man, it's, that's where we're stuck at, that level. People are not... You've probably heard me talk about this experience, mystical experience. <clears throat> I was up in the mountains. I was laying on my back. It lasted for an hour and a half. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, well, you suffer for me, just like you said. So, yeah. yeah you and I me. said, yes. And then the suffering started, and it's been going on ever since. So, there you go. It, it has oh, similarities with what I you're going through. I that myself. You know, and it actually came from you, from you telling me that. Uh-huh. I actually, I actually told, uh, you know, when I was having my one-way conversation, which obviously was heard because I feel so much better today, but I did, I did say, and I got this from you, I said, you know, if you want me to suffer, I will. Um, but I, I'm asking you, can, can you tone it down some, please, because it's so yeah. severe uh-huh. that I, I just can't, I can't get anything done in the day-to-day life. I can't function. I'm basically a potato, <laughs> you know. So, you listen because it's better now. Uh huh. Isn't that something? Now listen, listen to my voice. I mean, you can tell. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So the reason that we suffer willingly is to glorify God. And the Scripture says, "Imitate Christ." It also says, uh, "We're to imitate Paul, and he suffered." See, and um. A lot of that suffering, it's not real clear in Scripture, but it was, uh, it was uh, kind of a recompense for what he did because he was persecuting the church. And uh, it was a counterbalance, you know. And he knew that, mm-hmm. too. That's why he said, I'm the greatest of uh, sinners. Because Jesus said, who whom much is given, much is required. So he had a high degree of accountability as a practitioner of Judaism, and he blew it big time, you know. And here, he, he, okay, he's supposed to be a man of God, and he's killing who? God's people. Well, he's involved with killing them, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that was another thing I did last night, is I confessed a lot of my sins, and uh-huh. I confessed a lot of things I feel guilty about. And it feels like I got a huge, huge weight off my chest doing that. You know what you need to do? the first time I've done it, but I, I just feel like I needed to do it again. You know what you need to do? Huh. You need to deal with the sin of not forgiving yourself, and I don't think you've thought about that. That's a sin. Well, you don't accept his grace. That's your problem. We've talked about this. Yeah, actually, last night, I, I, actually, I actually said, I forgive myself, and, uh, and I, I said, I believe I have suffered enough, and I forgive myself. For, you mm-hmm. know, for what I've done, and I, and I released all the guilt that I'm holding inside. There you go, yeah. Yeah, interestingly enough, what do you know? You know, you know as well as I do that all 
physical symptoms of the body are nothing more than emotional traumas and uh, spiritual traumas. They're so, frequencies, and they create energy yeah. blockages in the body and they right. create physical illness. Whoa. Well, it just so happens that, guess what? Guilt and, uh, you know, all these, uh, you know, especially guilt is stored. It, it, like if you're carrying too much mm-hmm. guilt, it's stored in the lower back and in the back. And where's all my issue? Where are all my issues? Now, that's interesting. Is it stored in oh. different parts of the body? Yeah. Yeah. Know that. yeah. Like anger um, is like the pancreas. Really? And, uh. Yeah, yeah, look this stuff up, man. You do Google searches on this, and uh, of course you got to, you know, go to several different sources. But yeah, um, back pain means you're carrying too much, and it's amazing how um, how it makes sense, uh, you know, with our English vocabulary. Like, you know, carrying too much weight, uh, you know, carrying too much physical guilt, you're carrying too much, it hurts your back. You know, it, it just makes sense to our language too. Huh. It's real, and it's, that's not the only thing. I looked at some other things, of course, I can't remember right now when they're needed, but there's other things, other problems that are the same. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that other problems in the body are, you know, caused by the same thing. Hmm. Migraines and other things like that is, uh, you know, it's, it's, they, have, they have causes. And, of course, there's a, there's a biological cause, but there's also something that, that we're doing mentally or spiritually that is causing that biological cause mm-hmm. manifest. And so that's so the underlying that, the root, root cause. I didn't know that these, those kinds of things were stored in certain localities of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.